0: There's no way out, I've got to show what I've become and There's no doubt, got my back to the world and I'm still hanging on There's no way out, I've made my choice Don't, don't John, John, John. Troubles in my life have been all the same With a strain in my mind getting hurt again There's a pain in my heart but it's just a game going to get over it, won't go insane Won't achieve anything while I'm down Don't want to give out my heavy-weighted frown I'm stopping this now, I'ma turn it around Heaven's on the ground, now I'm looking at the clouds Gonna make a change like a change, bigger getting changed Gonna stay the same with my mind frame rearranged Gonna wash the blue out my mind, out my eyes Was I blind in my mind, cause that was old times Cause I'm starting fresh with a clear vision You can even spell my name in optimism To track the M's, an I and the P And then what you're left with is me The way out I've got to show what I've become There's no doubt
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very, very special episode of the Zod Rider Show. I'm calling it the Zod Rider Show Presents, aka Emergency. This is a new thing that I'm trying right now because I'm so frustrated by a lot of the stuff that has come out in the news today in regards to my favorite social media topic, the Sack Snyder Cut of Justice League. And, you know, i decided to go off and do this show because I wanted to share my thoughts verbally because I've been on Twitter and I've been on Facebook and, and even, you know, a little bit on Vero. And, you know, ever since this Wall Street Journal article came out uh, by Ben Fritz, you know, there's been a lot of stuff and it's just been crazy. So much negativity, so much just anxiety surrounding it and people seem to just be at each other's throats over it. I mean, my, I mean, my whole problem with it is it's just a movie. I mean, it really is. It's really just a movie and the amount of personal attacks and things that have happened in regards to it have just created so much divisiveness among fans. And I, I i mean i even got um threatened today on twitter i had made a comment in response to the article on some twitter thread and somebody actually said to me uh and they wrote it in in chinese and they and they left it so that i had to translate it and when i translated it it said your mother's dead and i'm just like i i didn't even know how to respond to that because i'm like in a, in the first place you know, my mother has nothing to do with this situation. I'm not asking asking you anything personally. I'm not talking about your mother. If I'm arguing with you in regards to this, and here's here's the thing. I wasn't even arguing with this person. This was just some random person on Twitter who was responding to me and something that I had written. And I can't even remember exactly what it was that I'd written at the time. But when I saw that, I just couldn't believe it and I had turned to my co-worker early today, earlier today when I seen it and showed that to him. And I'm like, check check this out. He looked at it and he's like, these people are crazy. And, you know, this is a person who, you know, doesn't follow all of this stuff. Isn't really, you know, um, into, you know, superhero films and that type of stuff. He just kind of follows along with it, you know, every now and then if if I want to talk about something related to that or whatever. But I... but. I just, I just couldn't believe it. I was looking at it all and I was thinking to myself, my god, this is what, this is what it's come down to. There is absolutely no etiquette amongst people at all when it comes to this. And of course, you know, it's Twitter, so you don't expect that anyway. People say whatever they want to say. They attack, they make personal attacks all the time. It's just par for the course when you're on the internet. So I try not to take it personally and actually find a lot of it Quite funny, but see, the problem with this Wall Street Journal article is that there was so much hype leading up to it. I know Chris Wong Swenson, he's become a friend of mine. I, I, you know, I did an episode of the Zod Rider Show with him not too long ago on the very topic of release the Snyder Cut. He's been very, very vocal. He's, he's, he's up there among the greats. He makes videos every single day in support of the Snyder cut of Justice League and he was interviewed one of the people that was interviewed by Ben Fritz for the his his supposed big Wall Street Journal Justice League article. Now, I I know that you know that Chris Wong must be really really devastated by what was put into this article. And he did make a video earlier where he expressed how you know, disheartened he was and how upset he was with the fact that he even bothered to, you know, participate in the article because he didn't want to do anything to damage the fandom or to go against the very movement that he's been supporting these last seven months. And, you know, I've become way more vocal in the release the Snyder Cut movement than I ever thought that I would. I don't know Where, you know, this blind passion came from for me personally either because I have supported Zack Snyder. I've always been a huge, huge fan of Zack Snyder's. But, you know, the way this whole Justice League thing just took on a mind of its own. It became, it's become an entity that, (laughs) that nobody, that nobody can contain. And I really feel like this is something that maybe either Either Warner Brothers is trying their best to make us all forget that Justice League ever happened so that they can move on with future projects like Shazam, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, their DC Universe streaming service. All of the things that they're doing right now are, are just to get us to forget completely about Justice League. I don't know, I don't know if that's what they want to do, but it sure seems that way. We're not being given anything by Warner Brothers, even this Ben Fritz article, which I am going to read, um doesn't name any sources in the article really when it when it mentions who whomever it talked to i mean they he does talk he does. Mentioned Chris Wong by name. He mentions Fiona by name because Fiona is the founder of the uh dot com website. She's also the <laughs> the de facto leader of the whole release the Snyder Cut movement. She started it. She is located out of uh, China, and you know. So shout outs to you, Fiona. You are absolutely wonderful. Uh You've you know you've let you led the whole thing. You've brought it all together. You've brought us all together. You know, and it's, been, and it's been a wonderful. It hasn't been a bad experience at all. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I think it's been a great experience because we've done a lot of very positive things with this release, the Snyder Cut movement. It hasn't just been, you know, something we're we're doing on a whim. You know, and the common misconception is that we're all just a bunch of lunatic Snyder fans trying to get a cut of the movie released that doesn't exist. And if anybody listening out there knows anything about this whole drama and what goes on behind the scenes, then you already know that that's not true. So, the notion that a Wall Street Journal article would come out today and ape all of the old talking points that Warner Brothers had put out back in November of 2017 when this movie was first released shows you that there's something wrong here. There's a big disconnect between this Wall Street Journal article and the realities of the actual Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And I'm amazed at the amount of people that claim to support Zack Snyder, that claim to support the DCEU, and yet they're all jumping off this bandwagon like, see, I told you there was no Snyder Cut. I told you it didn't exist. I mean, Lifelong will fight to the death to support Zack Snyder, but they're so misinformed. And it's like they want to accept the fact that the, well, accept it as fact, I don't want to say the fact, but accept it as fact that the theatrical version that Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers put out by committee is the only version of the movie we're ever going to get, and it's the only version of the movie that we were ever meant to see. Because this article makes that point very clear. It makes it abundantly clear that regardless of who WB brought on to uh, finish the movie when Zack S- Snyder stepped down under tragic circumstances, whomever it was, we were going to get the same movie, In theaters, no matter what. So all those jokes, all those little things that were thrown in that had absolutely nothing to do with the previous films. Hope is like your car keys. We were going to get all of that regardless. So if Zack Snyder stayed on, that's exactly what we were going to get. Yeah, that's what we're meant to believe. The Russian family, yeah, that all would have been in there. That was all pre-approved by Zack Snyder prior to Zack Snyder stepping down as director of the film. Oh, and also, he picked his good friend, Joss Whedon, to come in and finish up this movie. Zack Snyder handpicked picked Joss Whedon himself to come in and direct the movie for him because they're such good friends and they share such a cohesive vision amongst each other. <laughs> the reality is they couldn't be more opposite of each other. You know, Joss Whedon... The only thing he has in common with Zack Snyder is that he's also directed superhero movies. That's pretty much it. Other than that, I mean, the, the, I mean, when you when you talk about the the brand of the tone, the the type of films that are that are being shown here, they couldn't be more different. Marvel is not DC. DC is not Marvel. The two should be completely two and two separate entities. We should not have to have films that are all of all one type of narrative. That's boring. Everything should be individual and should be director-driven. And I feel like that's how Marvel should be too. Marvel should be more director-driven than they are, but it, but they have a blueprint of how they want all their fan f- films to be. And as a result, the narratives are are pretty streamlined, but you get a more boring uh soap opera-esque kind of kind of thing going because it's like they're telling a big budget TV show. I mean a theater or a theatrical TV show. It's like a it's like a big serial. Each movie is connected and each movie has to kind of Follow up with the continuity of the previous film. So, I mean, you accept that and you expect that from Marvel because that's what Marvel has been doing. But with DC, you know, it's more, uh, directors are, uh, directors apparently have more freedom. And they, they're able to do the stories they want to do, tell the stories they want to tell. Look at Christopher Nolan. The 10 year anniversary of The Dark Knight just passed. And Christopher Nolan was able to do all three of the movies he wanted to do with no interference by Warner Brothers. And each movie made money. The box office was huge for all three of those films. And I'm not going to bore people by going in and trying to pull up, you know, box office figures for these movies. But if Christopher Nolan proved anything, regardless of what people thought of those films, it's that. Letting a director with a vision tell his story, those movies will make the money that you want them to make. And even though Batman v Superman didn't quite hit the billion dollar mark that Warner Brothers wanted, it got pretty close. And I really believe that if Warner Brothers would have let Zack Snyder tell the story he wanted to tell, they might have been pleasantly surprised with the results that they would have gotten because making movies by committee does not work and if you're going to do a movie that is totally counter to who your fan base is you're not going to make any money either the reason justice league underperformed was not because it was a <laughs> it was a movie that people wanted to see it underperformed because it was a movie that everybody knew was a Frankenstein movie. Word of mouth was horrible after the initial first showings. There was all this trouble behind the scenes with the production. If you didn't like BVS and you didn't like Man of Steel, you weren't going to go go and see Justice League and be like, "Oh, you know what? I'll give them another chance." So those people that you're trying that you were trying to pander to, were not going to go see it anyway. So in other words. Trying to get people that are big, huge fans of the Marvel movies to be converted to go come see these DC movies isn't going to happen because they've hated every single DC movie that you've put out recently. So what made you think that by going in, changing directors, and by creating this mess of a movie that you made, that you were going to be able to appease those people and somehow make a billion dollars or more off of Justice League, that's what I don't understand. There's no logic to that. There's no, there's nothing. They they would have they had a better chance, honestly, of making their billion dollars plus, if they would have just stuck with the plan as it originally had been set up. I just I, I'm just so so <laughs> appalled by what we by what we got today. I mean, I I, I keep looking at this article. And I've read it about 60 times. And I mean, it makes me feel obsessive. I mean, and I've got other things going on in my life. I've got other things I'm thinking about. But it seems like this has kind of, you know, taken over and become something that's kind of always in the back of your mind, whether you want it to or not. And, you know, especially if you go on social media and it's kind of, it's kind of something that you're living and breathing on a constant basis. I mean, I'm logged into my Twitter account right now, looking at these tweets, looking at things that have been said, and looking at how it just continues, and it just goes on and on and on. I mean, I don't know where it ends. I'm just completely confused right now. But you know what? Before I open the phone lines for everyone, to anyone who wants to call in and either rant about the Snyder Cut or the Wall Street Journal article... I will go ahead and read the article. And this is by Ben Fritz of the Wall Street Journal. And the title of the article is called Holy Director's Cut, Batman. Justice League fans demand a new version of a superhero flop. Okay, so right there, the title of the movie clearly indicates <laughs> that the that the writer has a slant. He has an agenda of some sort. You can tell right there. Because clearly when he interviewed Fiona and he interviewed Chris Wong and he allegedly interviewed Jay Oliva too from what Jay Oliva says and Jay Oliva was the storyboard artist on on, on uh, four of Zack Snyder's films including Justice League. Um, it's, I mean the article is clearly slanted in a negative way. It says, advocates for the Snyder Cut believe original director Zack Snyder's vision for the movie remains unrealized. You think? I mean, I mean, re- really what, I mean, is that, that little subtitle there basically, you know, basically says it all. It's basically true. Why couldn't the, why couldn't the article be called Director's Vision? for movie, remains unrealized. Something like that. Something with a little more, something that's a little less condescending towards the fan base of the film. Something that's a little more, you know, easy to get into. Because you're already looking at the title. You're already looking at a negatively slanted article. So going in, you know, your, your expectations hit an ultimate low right away. So then it says here, it says by Ben Fritz, and it of course has the date which is today, July 19th, 2018, 10.42 a.m. I told somebody on Twitter today that I actually believe that Mr. Ben Fritz was drinking his morning coffee and just wrote this up really, really fast. Now this is a fairly lengthy article, but it's, it really, really lacks lack substance. It begins this way. In the annals of director's cuts, the restored movie to to its creator's original vision stand such greats as Ridley Scott's Blade Runner and Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America. Now some fans are pushing for Zack Snyder's Justice League to join those ranks, even though no such version may exist yet. Devotees have grown especially hopeful about the prospect of Snyder Cut news with Thursday's start of Comic-Con in San Diego, where studios frequently make big announcements to gathered pop culture fanatics. Okay, so already the article (laughs) is coming off like, like... they're basically saying that, you know, we're trying to, that, you know, Comic-Con is just a big convention full of nerds, full of a bunch of people that are just, are just freaks, freaks for this material, you know, and we're, we already are not taking it seriously, you know, and, and, you know, you, sh- as you're reading this, you shouldn't be taking it seriously either. So okay, Ben Fritz, I, I get, I get where you're going there. Never mind that Justice League fizzled at the box office last November and helped drive Warner Time Warner Inc.'s Warner Brothers to replace the executive team that oversees its DC superheroes on the big screen, or that Zack Snyder's prior superhero opus, Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice, scored a 20%, 27%, excuse me, on Rotten Tomatoes. It was called God-Awful by New York Magazine, and one of the most... Assaultive. Is that correct? Assaultive movies ever made by the Wall Street Journal. Okay. So right there, you're immediately attacking this director. And you're all and you know that this is his fan base who's reading this article looking for you to bring some kind of legitimacy. Or salvation to the whole, to the whole movement. For you to come out with some honesty and some integrity and say something good and right away all you're doing is attacking the movie. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Our, you know, since when do we go by Rotten Tomatoes scores anyway? Does anybody trust Rotten Tomatoes these days? If we go by Rotten Tomatoes, we wouldn't go see any movies. Rotten Tomatoes is just, you know, it's just a bunch of reviews. You don't even need to be somebody special to write a Rotten Tomatoes review. Anybody can go on Rotten Tomatoes. Type two lines and submit it for review, and it'll, ra- it'll raise or lower the score depending on the ratio of, of how many reviews there are. That's what it is. That's really all it is. So right off the bat, you're giving a negative score, and you're going, you're saying negative reviews, and then you're telling us what somebody at the Wall Street, how somebody at the Wall Street Journal um, rated Batman v Superman, as if to say, I'm backing up my critical buddy here, and this is why, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get anything, you know, you're not going to get anything from me, and then it says, take two. Five films that got director's cuts. And it, it starts off here where it says, Touch of Eden, Orson Welles wasn't happy with the 1958 version of his film which was re-edited and reshot by the studio. A 1998 version aimed to restore his vision based on a lengthy memo he wrote after seeing the original. I actually got a chance to, uh, see that and I thought that, uh, I thought that the Orson Welles version that they reconstructed was actually quite good. Let's see. An ardent group of fans believes Batman v Superman was powerful, relatable, visually stunning, smart, witty, and fun, as one wrote, and demonstrated a level of care unparalleled in modern cinema as another said in an online video they see it as a worthy successor to mr snyder's 2013 superman film man of steel another violent superhero movie that polarized fans and critics they believed justice league they believed justice league in which batman and wonder woman assemble a team of superheroes would complete his visionary trilogy Instead, these believers in truth, justice, and the Snyder Way got what they divisively refer to as Justice League. Now, I find it a little bit disturbing that Ben Fritz, this, you know, very well, well well-known, well-known writer who's supposed to be this well-known writer with integrity and all of this, made it a point to talk about to talk about Justice League you know and what you know what we you know what we like to call this film you know he he went into that and but yet he doesn't go into any of the any of the modern you know any of the more modern modern excuse me modern concepts and things that are important to the actual movement but he knows enough to talk about Justice League he couldn't quote Fiona and Chris Wong the correct way, but he can remember Justice League. I, mean, I find that amazing. He says, After Mr. Snyder stepped aside in early 2017, following a family tragedy, Joss Whedon, the director of Marvel's Avengers, took over. Mr. Whedon had already been brought in to rewrite parts of the movie and oversaw several weeks of reshoots and a new edit the studio had requested. The final film was notably shorter and less violent than Mr. Snyder's previous solo work and featured snappy dialogue familiar to fans of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show which Mr. Whedon created. Excuse me, how Buffy the Vampire Slayer is relevant in this situation is extremely, extremely uh, baffling to me. I don't... Other than the fact that Mr. Whedon created Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we're not this TV show. We're not talking about TV shows right now. We're talking about a film. We're talking about a film that Joss Whedon had no business being involved in anyway. I mean, I could think of ten directors right now off the top of my head who would have been better to finish this movie for Snyder if Snyder really needed somebody to come in and finish it. Why not Patty, Patty Jenkins? Why not James Wan? Why not Christopher Nolan? I mean, come on. The list is huge. WB has so many great directors, and they could have leaned, asked any one of them, and they probably, considering Zack Snyder's situation, would have came in and gladly finished the movie for Zack. But the truth is, WB did not want to follow through with Zack Snyder's vision. WB wanted to go a completely different way. They wanted slapstick, screwball comedy, they wanted goofy scenes, they wanted just funny dialogue, they basically wanted a Marvel movie in a DC Comics package. And unfortunately for them, the audience didn't buy it, because Justice League made less money at the box office than any other DCEU movie. It's just so it's just so bizarre. So here we go, further on in the article. It says Justice League with a rotten tomato score of forty percent grossed six hundred and fifty eight million worldwide, a week total for a movie that came that cost, excuse me, almost three hundred million to make. It's also less than the grosses for Batman v Superman, which was eight hundred and seventy-four million Man of Steel, $668 and last year's widely lauded Warner Brothers DC hit, Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins, which made $822 million. Mr. Whedon declined to comment through a spokesman. Gee, I wonder why. Mr. Whedon is, bu- is busy. Mr. Whedon has other projects. He has other things to do. Mr. Whedon never commented once on anything Justice League related, even when the movie was in theaters. In fact, Mr. Whedon was criticized because Mr. Whedon liked a tweet that criticized the villain of Justice League, Steppenwolf. And that was really the only thing that I think Joss Whedon ever did in relation to Justice League at all, was like a tweet slamming the villain of the movie, That he finished directing. Yeah. One Snyder disciple recently tweeted an altered version of a painting of Jesus giving his Sermon on the Mount replacing the Son of God with the director holding a Justice League Snyder cut DVD. Alright, so what are you trying to say, Mr. Fritz? Why is that relevant? Are you trying to say that we're worshiping Zack Snyder? That we're comparing Zack Snyder to Jesus Christ? I mean, is that what what this is about? Why is that in there? Why does that matter? And the reason I'm saying that is because I'm one of those people who posted that. I posted that. I literally did. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Fritz, for giving me a shout out because I did post that on Twitter. Mr. Snyder himself has teased films in recent months by posting behind-the-scenes photos from Justice League Online driving feverish attempts to interpret what signal he might be sending. Okay, Fritz here is talking about Zack Snyder being active on Vero social media, which is a mobile app that you can go to on your phone and you can basically where you can interact with people, it's similar to Twitter, and that you can you know you can send messages or you can do little posts here and there, but it's a lot simpler, it's a lot more basic, and it's something that Zack Snyder prefers he's very active on there, he's been very active with his fans, uh you know he actually answers questions and stuff that fans will post. In regards to the films and stuff like that, and he he always he keeps us up to date with things that he's doing and places that he's going, um, projects he's working on, and you know I should note that a couple of days ago he had po- he had posted on Vero social media that he was staying in a hotel this this week in San Diego, very very close to the convention center that's San Diego Comic Con is being held at this coming weekend. Okay, so that's just something for people, you know, to, to to think about, you know, when they actually go along and actually believe some of these scoopers who claim that Zack Snyder will not be at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, well, no, uh, he's not going to be there. Nope, he's not going to be there. But yet he's in San Diego right now. Now, he doesn't live in San Diego, by the way. And... You know, it doesn't really make any sense that he would post that he was gonna be in San Diego the week of Comic-Con if he's not gonna be there. But that hasn't stopped the haters and the bloggers and the scoopers from posting about it. No. They'll keep telling us until, until he comes out in Hall H and says what he has to say. They'll keep telling us that there is no, that he's not gonna be at Comic-Con. They're, they're going to keep telling us that there is no Snyder Cut until there's actually a physical copy of the Blu ray in somebody's hand. It's just It's just, for some reason, it doesn't matter how much evidence out there exists. It doesn't make any difference at all. Those that deny it do not care one way or the other, and they are going to continue, you know, to fight against it and derail it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Mr. Snyder himself has teased fans in recent months by posting behind-the-scenes photos from Justice League online, driving feverish attempts to interpret that what that signal might be sending. I read that to you twice, and the reason I'm saying that is because, again, this is the author of the article, Ben Fritz, being condescending towards fans and actually making fun of Zack Snyder. You know, He's basically saying, you know, what Zack is doing here, Zack is just trolling you. Zack doesn't have anything for you. There's no Snyder Cut. He's not going to do any new, do any more movies. He's done. He's just playing with you. You're his fans, so he's just throwing you breadcrumbs. That's what they're ba- he's basically trying to say. And then he goes even further where he goes in here. He says, a spokeswoman said Mr. Snyder wouldn't discuss a director's cut. Mr. Snyder never watched the version of Justice League Released in theaters, she said. Okay. Well, those of us who follow Zack Snyder on Vero's social media already know that Zack Snyder is not a fan of the theatrical cut of Justice League, and we know for a fact that he has not seen it. And as I've said on previous uh, Zod Ryder shows in regards to this Snyder cut, what Russian family? That's all That's all that needs to be said. He has not seen the theatrical cut. And I can't say that I blame him because the theatrical cut is complete and utter hot garbage. Other than the Snyder scenes that are in that cut, that are left intact, however few there are, there's nothing else to be happy about in that Justice League movie. The shots are horrible. The narrative is screwed up. The CGI is atrocious. And I mean, I don't, I don't even want to get into the Danny Elfman score. I mean, that has got to be one of the most generic scores for a movie that I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you, if you listen closely to the soundtrack, you can even hear a little bit of the Avengers theme. It's in there. It's subtle, but it's in there. What the hell is the Avengers theme doing in a Justice League movie? Does anybody know? I mean, I I, I understand that, you know, he was working for Joss Whedon at the time, so he was probably trying to impress his boss, probably a little homage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Mr. Snyder wouldn't discuss a director's cut. Well, if I was Mr. Snyder, I wouldn't discuss a director's cut either. Especially with Ben Fritz, who clearly has some kind of slant against the Snyder cut. Diego Mario, a retail sales worker in Rio de Janeiro, is one of the fans who have rallied behind the model release the Snyder Cut since late last year. They have organized campaigns on social media, produced online videos, and bombarded Warner Brothers executives with emails asking the studio to complete and distribute a Blu-ray version of Justice League that matches Mr. Snyder's vision before Mr. Whedon got involved. Mr. Moriello, who bought tickets for five different Justice League theater screenings before the film was ever released described watching them as the five stages of grief. You know, I have to wonder if that's what was said. I mean, in terms of that context, because it seems like, it seems like, you know, Mr. Fritz here is going out of his way to kind of put a negative spin on every aspect of the article. It really is incredible. After at and Inc., Completed its purchase of Time Warner last month. One fan messaged hashtag release the Snyder Cut to the telecom customer service account on Twitter. He then posted a screenshot of the response from AT&T cares. We were constantly improving our services. Please keep checking back for an update on the release of the Snyder Cut. An AT&T spokesman didn't respond to a request for comment. Now, I'm noticing a pattern here in this article. You know, everybody declines to comment on this issue. Why? Why are they reclining? I mean, declining, reclining, like me, reclining in my chair right now. Why are they, why are they declining to comment on this movie? I mean, this is, okay, this is the Wall Street Journal. This is a, a newspaper that's been in existence for what, 129 years? Why is, are are all of these people declining to comment? This is a big article. Okay, this is this is super. This is like the Superman of of articles right here. They, why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you comment? You know, something. There's just something really, really off about this entire article. And I swear, the way I'm reading it, it really is written this amateurish. It's really coming off like something a blogger would have done. This is something I, I could see on some of those sites, like, you know, not to give it, and I'm not going to mention any names of any other, any of those other sites because I don't want to give them any props. Because they're all rags and they all write a bunch of garbage and they don't need any more, they don't need any name drops from me. A petition on change.org calling on the studio to make or complete a Snyder cut has more than 178,000 signatures. Old news. Okay, that petition, that petition hasn't even been a factor in this whole Release the Snyder Cut movement. This Release the Snyder Cut movement is about director integrity. It's about keeping films true to the visions of their directors. This, this whole movement centers around that. It has nothing to do, these signatures Ah whatever that was just the beginning that was that was way back you know what the 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 signatures thing started picking up steam back in uh November when the movie came out, and people realized they they'd been duped into going to see a marvelized d c movie that's what that's what uh that's what happened that's what started this. We want future films of the franchise to keep the same artistic integrity of previous works, said Fiona Zhang, a medical clinic manager in Harbin, China who runs the website forsnyder.com in an email, not like the theatrical Justice League which was downgraded to a mediocre action comedy representing the antithesis of everything we cherished. Now, Fiona is the only quote here where what Fiona says is very, very true, but I'm sure Fiona had more to say. And I'm also pretty sure that, 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 you know, this, this, this writer, Mr. Fritz, just took, you know, just took a little bit here, and again, somehow manages to make it seem like, seem like Fiona is, you know, just some fanatical, just some fanatical persons, just like, oh, you know, and, like, you can't really take her seriously. I can't take any of this article seriously, really. And I don't like it. I don't like how they, how they, how he treated Fiona. I don't like how he treated Chris Wong. I don't like how he treated anybody in this article. This article has no credibility whatsoever, and the majority of the stuff in the article is old. Copy and paste stuff from old blogs and, And articles that, you know, didn't have the facts back then. Typically, director's cuts come when a filmmaker's original intention was distorted by studio interference. In his reworked version of Blade Runner, Mr. Scott, which, you know, he should have, he could just say Ridley Scott. I don't know what this guy's obsession is with calling everybody Mr., but he keeps doing it. Eliminated a voiceover imposed by producers for the 1982 theatrical release devotees have poured over every bit of information released about Justice League to find hints of the movie Mr. Snyder envisioned before the reshoots using early trailers photos from production and unused visual effect shots leaked online they have picked Changes including a discarded origin for the character cyborg and a scene in which Mr. Whedon apparently cut Gotham City Police Commissioner Gordon saying again at the end of one line. Okay. Why is any of that important? Again, you're just trying, you're, you're, so not only are you trying to say that the, the Snyder Cut fans are just some crazy cult, but you're trying to make it seem like we're all just a bunch of, we're, we're all obsessive lunatics on top of everything. It's crazy. You know, to, to make a reference here, to go into this type of detail here, but no way in, the, where in this article, do you include anything about Jay Oliva? You don't include anything that you talked to Jay about. Apparently, you had a... Allegedly, you had a nice long interview with Jay, didn't you? Where is that? How come Jay Olive is not mentioned at all anywhere in here? He worked on the film. He was a storyboard artist for the film. Why isn't any of his material in here when he spoke to you? Some fans believe a Snyder Cut exists somewhere in the Warner Brothers vaults. You know... If I had a nickel for every time I've heard that over the past eight months, I could probably take a nice little vacation. That's ridiculous. We're not saying that. We know that a Snyder Cut had to be worked on. We know that there were special effects and things that needed to be done. But we also know, as fans, how Zack Snyder works. We also know that special effects are being done during principal photography. So yeah, maybe back then, at the time that this information was put out there, the Snyder Cut was in an incomplete state. But seven months is a long time. Seven months is long enough for those special effects to have been worked on, to have been perfected, to have been tweaked. Zack Snyder... Rumor has it, was actually working on the movie with Cruel and Unusual films for these past seven months. And if any of that is true, which we don't know for a fact, because nobody has truly commented, except Jay Oliver, of course, and a few people who, other people who worked on the film, who have spoken out, but if we go off of the hints and off of the things that Zack Snyder has posted on Vero, if we go off of all of the things that Jay Oliva has told us, logic would suggest that there is a Snyder Cut out there. And at this point, I have to believe that there is a full-on, ready-to-be-released Snyder Cut at this point. I'm going to say it. And I don't care who thinks I'm a lunatic at this point. There has to be at this, at this point in time. We know how Zack Snyder works. We know what Zack, Zack Snyder does here. <laughs> if, if there's any way possible that the film could be done, it will be done now. And it is done. Okay? Remember, who's in San Diego this week, folks? Hmm? Zack Snyder. He is in San Diego. I mean, that, that should, that says a lot. What is the man doing in San Diego? Somebody could say, oh, well, he's just vacationing with his family. Oh yeah, okay. In San Diego, the week of Comic Con, staying at a motel that's like, what, less than 15 minutes away from the convention center? Really? Okay. Alright. That's great. And, and, and if you buy that, I guess you can believe that Joss Whedon only, sh- only shot 20 to 30% of the movie, right? You know, Joss Whedon, you know, didn't, didn't basically reshoot the whole movie. No, he just reshot 20 to 30%. He didn't really change anything. Oh, and by the way, Zack Snyder approved everything that Joss Whedon did before he did it. You know, Zack Snyder signed off on everything. He stepped down from the movie, but, you know, he was there. He supervised everything. Okay. Yeah, that's what happened.
0: Hmm.
1: Yep, that's exactly what happened here. And so let me reread that line. Some fans believe a Snyder cut exists somewhere in the Warner Brothers vaults. That includes Chris Wong Swanson of Honolulu, who has produced dozens of videos on the topic for his YouTube channel. And his YouTube channel, I'm going to give Chris a plug here, the Ping Pong Flick Show on YouTube. If you haven't checked that out, you are missing out. Chris is amazing. He is one of the most passionate people I've ever had the privilege to meet and he's on YouTube. I'm so glad I got to do a Zod Rider Show episode with him. I absolutely love everything that he's doing. I think he is a I think he is a great he I think he's a great person. I think he's one of the greatest people I've met on here as a result of this whole release the Snyder cut thing. He is He's a, hes incredible. He's a great guy, and so you know what—if you haven't checked out his thing, definitely check out the Ping Pong Flick Show on YouTube. Chris Wong is amazing, and you know it. You know this article. You know this article bel- belittles him too. Look at this. This includes Chris Wong Swanson of Honolulu, who has produced dozens of videos on the topic for his YouTube channel, with titles like "Silence and Disinformation." Justice League Snyder Cut, in some, in some, he's, 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 he self mockingly wears a tinfoil hat. Okay. So if you know anything about Chris Wong, okay, he wears a tinfoil hat to get rid of logic so that he can express in his mind. What he thinks the fantasy is or what he thinks might really be going on behind the scenes in a rational way, but still just kind of getting, getting rid of the basic corporate logic that is plaguing the current narrative that Warner Brothers seems to be touting for these movies. And I don't think that Mr. Fritz actually took any time and watched any episodes of the Ping Pong Flick Show. I know for a fact he didn't listen to the podcast that me and Chris did together. Okay? I know for a fact that he, he, he couldn't have, he couldn't have paid any attention to anything Chris has been putting out all this time. He talks about his, his titles. I kind of feel like he went through the titles of some of the videos that Chris made and he decided, oh, I'm gonna pick the most the ones that sound the most disparaging. I'm gonna pick something that sounds just makes these guys sound like such depressing losers and I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put that in the article. I mean I really feel like that's what this guy did. It's just it's just unbelievable. I know, it's not totally it's not totally done, but I believe one hundred percent there is a Snyder cut of the film, Mr. Wong Swanson said in an interview. You know, Fritz, I really wish that you would have published the entire interview you did with Chris, because I'm pretty sure Chris would have shown you the light and would have told you the truth, and your your readers would finally have the truth. But see, truth seems to be something that we're really in short supply of around here, not just, you know, in the entertainment industry, but just all around. It seems like Truth is kind of irrelevant nowadays. Truth isn't as important as perception. It's whatever the perception is, and as long as the perception is feeding into whatever agenda is popular at the moment, that's what matters. There's no truth. It's just perception. This article is a perfect example of that. It's not about truth. It's about perception. There's things in this article that make no sense whatsoever. There's things in this article that 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 harken back to stuff that were that was way before the movie was even released. These are old 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 company line type things, you know? People who worked on Justice League say that while Mr. Snyder did assemble a rough cut after he finished principal photography in late 2016. The director never said he intended it to be released. Oh no! Zack, you know, Zack didn't just pour all these years of his life into these movies. Of course he doesn't want it released! Why would Zack Snyder want a movie that the studio thought was unwatchable, allegedly, to be released? No! Snyder doesn't want this released. It's all us. It's all us Looney Tune Snyder Cut fans that want this cut released. We're a bunch of, you know, self-indulgent, self-entitled idiots who just want this film released. We, it's not, no, no, it's not Snyder. Snyder doesn't want this released. He's happy with the theatrical cut with the Russian family that he hasn't seen, right? Isn't that, is that what you're basically saying, Mr. Fritz? Because honestly, that, that, that statement right there is the most deceptive thing I think I've ever read. How, how are you going to sit there and say that, you know, you know, the director never said he intended it to be released. So the director spends all this time making this movie, but because he never said outright, I want the Snyder Cut released, that, he, that we're supposed to assume he doesn't want it released? Are you serious? Are you crazy? They add that Mr. Snyder oversaw the new scenes Mr. Whedon wrote the following winter and had planned to shoot them himself before the death of his daughter prompted him to leave. Now that right there is the biggest crock of bullshit in the article. 120%. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it could get any worse after they they said about about Snyder not intending for it to be released. But then when they said that, I nearly fell out of my chair when I read that. So now, now not only are you are you reinforcing a lie to haters, bloggers, and scoopers, ones that they like to throw in the faces of fans. But not only are you doubling down on that lie, but you are despicably and sickly bringing the death of his daughter into it and actually have the gall to mention the death of his daughter after you say something like that. How sick are you, Mr. Fritz? You should be ashamed of yourself. This is what I'm talking about. There is no, there is no journalism. The Wall Street Journal is no better than the lowest tier blogger out there. In fact, there's low tier bloggers that have more credibility than this guy right now. I mean, this is unbelievable. I don't know, if I were Zack Snyder, I think I would sue for, for, uh, for libel here. For, for defamation of, de- actually defamation of character. I mean, this is making Snyder sound like he doesn't care about anything. Like he doesn't care about his film. Oh no, they can do what they want to do here. You know? Who are these people who won't stop talking about the magical Snyder cut that doesn't exist? Laminated one person close to the film. Now see, that's the other problem I have. Laminated one person close to the film. Who is this one person? You're the Wall Street Journal. Why can't you name names? Why can't you say that you spoke to Walter Hamada, or you spoke, spoke to Toby Emmerich, or you spoke to Kevin Tashihara? You know, you have no problem mentioning Fiona. You had no problem mentioning Chris Wong. You had no problem, you know, taking what they say and twisting it to make it sound like they're just a couple of fanatical idiots. No, you had no problem doing that. But you're gonna, but you're gonna protect whoever is slandering the film and making your article look even more negative. Yeah. As Comic Con approaches, some Snyder Cut supporters say they are more energized than ever we are personally prepared for a long drawn-out campaign said miss Zhang. okay so fiona is basically saying that she's ready to continue the fight if we don't get a snyder cut at comic-con she's prepared to continue we all are those of us that are committed to the fight to release the snyder cut Are here we're in it for the long haul We want the Snyder cut So we're willing to fight for it And we know that it's not going to come easy We know it's not something that You know we're just supposed to They're just going to kowtow and and give it to us Because clearly they don't want to give us the Snyder cut If they wanted to give us the Snyder cut They may have already done it Or maybe it just wasn't finished and it isn't releasable yet But at this point I think it is I think it's done My personal belief is I think the film is done And I think If nothing else, Zack Snyder is going to announce it, and he'll probably have, at the very least, a trailer for it when he comes to San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. That is my prediction. Comic-Con is all about trailers. Comic-Con is all about, you know, hyping you up, giving you a little teaser of what's to come, and with all the great stuff that DC has in store for us. I can't imagine Zack Snyder going there empty-handed without at least a trailer promoting the Snyder Cut. I just, I just don't, I just don't can't see him doing it. He's either going to Comic-Con because of the Snyder Cut, or he's going to Comic-Con because he's gonna be announced as the director of Man of Steel 2. I don't see it any other way. Or he, I mean, it could be both but he's definitely he's definitely got something in store for us. There's no, there's no way that he's in San Diego this whole week but he's not going to be at Comic-Con. I'm sorry, Umberto the Galactic Flip-Flopper. It's not that's that's not the case. Zack Snyder's going to be there. Oh, and, and Umberto is, you know, El Moembe whatever, former Latino Review champion. He's over here and you know, he can't this guy can't get a scoop for anything. You know, with the way this Ben Fritz article was written, maybe they should have they should have hired Umberto and let him write this article, because this guy's not saying anything that Umberto hasn't already said, you know. And now this is something else that's a complete lie. Mister Wong Swanson's enthusiasm is beginning to flag. However, I think people will start losing hope if nothing is said by Comic Con he said. Chris Wong isn't losing hope. Chris Wong knows that that, that that we might not get the Snyder Cut at Comic-Con. But Chris Wong is also fully, fully prepared to continue to fight. He said so himself. He said so in previous videos that he did before this article was published, before he talked to Ben Fritz. And now Ben Fritz concludes the article He may end up with grim news for his YouTube subscribers. Warner Brothers has a huge presentation planned for Comic-Con Saturday to promote upcoming superhero movies, including Aquaman and Shazam. There's no mention of Wonder Woman, of course. The studio isn't planning a mention... And, and, And here it is. Here it is. The studio isn't planning to mention a Snyder Cut or release any alternate versions of Justice League. A senior executive confirmed. Senior executive what? Senior executive janitor. Senior executive lunch person. Senior executive of wardrobe. Senior executive what? There's a lot of senior executives at Warner Brothers. So what are we talking about here? Hmm? Ben? No sources? No executives? No no nothing? We, We don't get anything from you? Is this I mean this is the article that oh it'll be out before comic con okay, you know this is the article we waited all week for. this is something that we're we we're, we're supposed to we're just supposed to be you know we were supposed to be over the moon, you know, I know Chris Wong was waking up every morning looking forward to it. I was right there with him. I was so excited for Chris when he had said that he was. You know, when he was, he had said that he was being interviewed and he just seemed so, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And you know, you crush, you crush the spirit of people and make them feel, make them feel less than low just so that you can get a couple of clicks and you can get in on the Snyder Cut Hate Bandwagon. Holy Directors Cut Batman, Justice League fans demand a new version of a superhero flop. Thanks for nothing, Ben Fritz it's been real i mean you really you really 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 have made an idiot out of yourself i i i just i i can't i can't understand it i just i'm having a i'm having a really really rough time with you right now ben i actually i actually thought better of you i was really looking forward to you know hearing what you reading what you had to say you know, I was expecting some level of credibility that wasn't on the level of Umberto. You know, I really was. <laughs> Things are going so bad for Umberto that uh, they, you know, he had, he had uh, posted a scoop on Twitter that the, that the new Titans TV show was um, not going to get a trailer at Comic-Con because it just wrapped production. That's what the tweet says, right? Like, two days later, Warner Brothers (laughs) releases an actual image with, you know, like a poster that says, Titan's trailer at Comic-Con. And, sure enough, not only is the Titan's trailer going to be at Comic-Con, the Titan's trailer was released online. Saw it today. It looks gritty, it looks dark, and it looks like it has an awful lot in common with the current iteration of the DCEU. Looks like it has more in common with uh, Batman v. Superman than it does with Justice League. Yeah, Justice League. If nothing else, you know, Ben Fritz has made it known that Justice League is a thing. Yeah, he really has. So if anybody would like to call in and share their displeasure with the Wall Street Journal, maybe you want to talk me down a little bit, or maybe you want to... Talk about how excited you are about Comic-Con or whatever. I'm going to be here for a little while because, you know, I'm happy to spend this evening talking about this stuff, you know. I didn't have another show coming up uh, until next week, and the actual show that I have coming up next Tuesday is a show that is a tribute to the Halloween movie franchise, 40 years of Halloween. So I really wasn't... Um, Sure, I was going to be, I was going to, if I was going to be talking about this again before Comic Con, so I decided today to come out and, um, and express my displeasure, especially, you know, in the wake of this horrifying, uh, Wall Street Journal farce that we got today. But if anybody would like to call in and join me for the rest of the evening, The phone number is area code 786-245-8127. That is area code 786-245-8127. You are listening to a very special episode of the Zod Rider Show on PSN Radio. I don't know. I'm very... I'm just, I'm very hyped up about this whole scenario because it's one thing to lie to people. It's one thing to make them feel like they, you know, like, like, like they're, they're lower, they're lower than low. They're lower than dirt. But my whole question is why even interview these people? Why trouble Fiona? Why trouble Chris Wong? Why even bother? I mean, if you're just gonna write a slanted article trashing something, you don't need it. I mean, you didn't name any of your sources in this article that you talked to. Your senior executive could be anybody. You know, I could get a t-shirt that says Warner Senior Executive and you could have asked me about it. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm just, I know one thing though. I feel like we're gonna get something at Comic Con, and thank God for that because it would just be nice to hear something. You know what? At this point, even if Zack Snyder himself came out at Comic Con and said, "I'm sorry, guys, there is no Snyder Cut. We just we we just weren't able to finish it. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna direct another film. It's called Man of Steel two. Hall H will go crazy." You know, Snyder fans will feel feel vindicated. And either way we move on, right? People will always wonder about what could have been with the Snyder cut, but at least we'll have closure and at least we can move on and we can start thinking about other things and start looking ahead to the future of the DCEU. But that's not gonna happen if they keep screwing with us and letting people like this Ben Fritz write fluff pieces for the for the Wall Street Journal. Basically, being condescending and making fun of a whole movement. I didn't see anywhere in there where the, where all of us got together for the Snyder Cut movement and raised money for suicide prevention this past week. I didn't see anything in there about that. I didn't see anything in this article about preserving a director's vision. It's so funny because this, this, this whole thing has more in, far more in common with the director's cut of Superman 2 with Richard Donner than it does any of the examples cited in the article. I mean, Ben Fritz talks about Blade Runner. He talks about an Orson Welles film from the 50s. Why didn't he talk about Superman 2 that was actually relevant to this situation? There's a lot of direct parallels. But none of that is mentioned, of course. You know why none of that is mentioned? Because the goal of this article was not to help this, was not to... Put national, you know, put national coverage to this cause. The goal was to discourage the cause. Okay? The goal was to hurt the cause. The goal was to get, was to get people, you know, to back off and to say, okay, we're telling you, guess what? We don't know if a Snyder Cut exists, but even if it does, we're not gonna give it to you, so you just need to back off and forget about it. Zack Snyder declined to comment. Well, if I was Zack Snyder, I would decline to comment too. What incentive does Zack Snyder have to comment on this fluff piece that does nothing but trash his movies? You know, would you want to get on something and actually and, and be interviewed by somebody who you know is has a bias from the get-go and is trashing your movie right away? It's talking about how another uh, writer for the Wall Street Journal saw BBS and tore it up. Do you really want to? Do you really? Would you really want to go on there and say and, and interview him so that he could slant your words and make you sound like an idiot the same way he did Fiona and Chris? Mm-mm. I don't think so. <laughs> I just it it's crazy. It really is, and. You know I, I you know you expect it you expect stuff like this from low level bloggers but you don't expect something like this from the Wall Street Journal. You don't expect that from a paper that's 129 years old that actually has a reputation. It's funny because this guy Ben Fritz has a reputation for defending directors' visions, he has a def- has a reputation for writing about this very type of stuff. He's, you know, he's kind of known for for you know taking up with causes and seeing the other side of things. But I guess you know this article makes him look like a troll too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe we <laughs> maybe it's. And this is just a crazy theory that I I ran on Twitter. I said, uh, why don't? What if it's all just a big publicity stunt? Let's, I mean, let's think about it for a moment. Maybe there is a big thing planned. You know, we know that Zack Snyder's in San Diego, so maybe this is just Warner Brothers' way of keeping their secret until Saturday. Hall H, San Diego Comic Con. They know that if they say anything credible or release any real information before them, they'll spoil the big surprise. Man of Steel 2 would be some pretty big news. Hell, the Snyder Cut would be pretty big news if it's actually, if it's actually really gonna happen and gonna get released. So why would you want a paper or a blogger or a scooper or a hater to get any information ahead of time? That's why Umberto can't get a scoop. You know? He's burned so many bridges, he's a nobody now. Nobody cares what Umberto thinks. That's why Umberto couldn't even get an, get an honest scoop about a, st- a stinking TV show that's going to be on the DCEU streaming service. I mean, I, I can't, couldn't imagine being that guy. You know, and I I made a tweet yesterday where I said, you know, whatever it is, just tell Umberto the opposite. And then maybe Umberto will just go away and get the hint. Stop asking questions. There's no reason, you know, to even do that. If you know that your sources, whoever they are, are just lying to you now, why bother to go to them? Quit asking questions. And, you know, I I had talked to uh, Chris Wong on Twitter earlier tonight. And, uh, you know, I told Chris Wong how I felt about the article. You know, and I, and I made it clear to Chris how I felt about him. I think he's, he's an upstanding human being. I think he's a great guy. And he had more faith in Ben Fritz than anybody. I mean, he was, you know, he looked at it the way I did. Thought that this was a guy who's championing causes. This is a guy who is, is somebody who actually you know, cares and is going to make sure that the story is told the right way. The story is not being told the right way. They're still telling the story the way they told it before the movie was released in November. You know, <laughs> I don't get the purpose of this article at all. They didn't have to put this out. If, if, if Ben Fritz actually wrote a good article where he talked about both sides of the argument. He interviewed Jay Oliver. He interviewed Chris Wong. He talked to Fiona. Where's that article? I want that article. I want the Wall Street Journal to release the real Fritz article. That's what I want. The article that we got today is not an article of a guy with integrity who is who is known for fighting the good fight or for at least trying to shed some light on both sides of an argument this is not that guy this is not that article what is this article this article is copied and pasted from old information from 2017 that clearly does not have all the facts and i you know i went over what what a lot of that stuff was while i was reading the article I just, I I can't understand it. And I'm not gonna say, well, you know, maybe I had too high hopes for Wall Street Journal. Maybe I had faith in them and I thought that they were gonna do a good job. And I wasn't expecting anything spectacular. But when you, when you think about things and you think about who the Wall Street Journal is and you think about a guy like Ben Fritz who Seemingly seemed like the perfect person to write the article at the time. Oh my goodness. Chris, I got nothing but respect for you. Fiona, props to you as always. You are the Wonder Woman of the Snyder Cup movement. I've been saying that since the beginning and I'm going to continue to say it. You guys are awesome. This is, this is what I mean. We have, you know, we have so many great people involved in the Snyder Cup movement right now. I mean, hell, I got a guy that I do, you know, shows with who was on my show just this past Tuesday, Johnny Alpha, who was kind of railing against the Snyder Cut for a while, and even he changed his tune, you know, after, because because what happened with him was that he did not know all of the facts, okay? And when I enlightened him and told him about what was going on and showed him how Zack Snyder is supporting the movement to get the Snyder Cut released and how how it's all been happening and what's been going on, he came around. And now he's part of the movement. He joined it. He's with us. That's a good thing. That's a positive that I, that I, that I am so excited about. Not, not, if, not because, not because it, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, so somebody who didn't, who didn't want to, who didn't believe in it before. But see, Johnny had different reasons for not believing in it. He thought that it was just, you know, he had the typical view that, you know, it was just a fan entitlement thing. He didn't really know everything that was going on. You know, he thought that maybe, Maybe it was just something fans wanted, that it wasn't really something Zack Snyder himself wanted, because, you know, after the tragedy that Zack had, had to endure during that time, you know, maybe it was a painful thing for him and it wasn't something that he really wanted to revisit. His, his reasons for not wanting to support it initially were very valid reasons. They were the most logical reasons and the most heartfelt reasons I'd ever heard anybody say. He, you know, he wasn't against it because he hates Zack Snyder. He wasn't against it because he didn't like the previous Snyder movies. You know, even though he isn't the biggest fan of Man of Steel or BVS, but he still, you know, he was—he is a Zack Snyder fan. But he was thinking of it from the perspective of a man who went through unimaginable tragedy during that time and was thinking maybe. You know, maybe he doesn't want to revisit the Snyder Cut. Maybe it's too painful to revisit Justice League. But when I enlightened him and it told him how Snyder, you know, had pretty much been support in support of the fan movement to to get the This is another thing a lot of people just don't realize that Zack Snyder himself is involved in this movement. This is something that I think a lot of people completely miss. You know, some of the big, you know, superhero blogs and and, and and websites, it seems like they negate to report on all this. They don't really want to acknowledge the facts. You know, oh, he can't have a complete cut done. Too many special effects. Well, wait a minute. It took Joss Whedon less than six months to film the reshoots of Justice League. So why isn't it acceptable? to believe that Zack Snyder could have had a fully watchable cut of the movie done before he left. Especially if you go off of what Jay Oliver said, which is that they were working on special effects during principal photography. So that makes it even more likely that a full-on Snyder cut is actually in the can. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of conspiracy theories. And although I do like when Chris Wong puts on his tinfoil hat on the ping-pong flick show, I try to pretty much stay within the realm of logic. And I don't think that there's anything a lot illog- illogical about the possibility of, a, of us getting a Snyder Cut at Comic-Con. Or at least getting a trailer for a Snyder Cut at Comic-Con. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm over here on Twitter and, you know, looking at Facebook and, you know, just going back and forth about this every day and it's a mess. You know, it, and I, you know, I'd gotten into a conversation, a Twitter conversation with someone about how I thought that it seemed unlikely that I was going to be able to maintain enthusiasm for future DC projects If we didn't get a Snyder Cut, or if we didn't at least get closure on a Snyder Cut. Because whatever we get moving forward is always going to be soured by what could have been. And at least if you give us a Snyder Cut, we aren't going to have that gaping hole when we see the next film. Because I'm of the mind that Aquaman, which is the next DCEU film to come out at the end of this year... Aquaman is going to be, is going to fall more in line with Zack Snyder's vision than the vision by committee that we got with the theatrical version of Justice League. If you look at, if you look at how the promotional images of how Jason Momoa looks as Aquaman and you compare his Aquaman in in the, in those promo images with the Aquaman from the original Snyder trailers for Justice League and then the actual Justice League film that we got. You'll see that Jason Momoa in James Wan's Aquaman looks like he has more of the, more of the Snyder, Snyder vision look to him, you know? it it just it just to me he looks more like a snyder a snyder uh realized character you know he doesn't look all happy and 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 you know happy go lucky and you know celebratory you know and funny like he was in justice league yeah, it's okay now to say justice league see now the haters should not be able to come at us when we use justice league because Fritz used it in the Wall Street Journal article. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm just completely and utterly amazed at what's going on now. And I don't, I mean, I don't mind coming here to talk about it. I mean, I really just felt like I needed to address it. I mean, I'm not a YouTuber. I'm a, I'm a radio guy. I don't, you know, I don't really want to get out and do videos. I suppose I could, you know. And maybe someday down the line, it's something I might do. But I don't really have a passion for it. It's not really something I want to do. I just want to do radio, and and I want to write. Hence my name, Zod Writer. I don't really want to, you know. But I mean, I, I, you know, it's like when you do when you do a weekly show, you know, you're kind of. You kinda, and you wanna kinda format your shows based on everything. I didn't, I didn't wanna make, like, the last, I don't wanna make the next five, six shows I'm gonna do about the Snyder Cut. Okay? And I don't have, and see, that's the thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that type of show where it's, you know, Snyder Cut all day, every day, but I definitely want, wanted and planned for tonight to be that, because tonight's a completely special show. Something that's completely, you know, it was just something that I just decided to do today at the spur of the moment. After reading that Wall Street Journal article. After going back and forth with several people on Twitter. After seeing Vero social media. After seeing so many people disappointed. After talking with Chris Wong today about the Wall Street Journal article. I just, I don't know. Is' it that much to ask? I mean, could we not could we have just gotten something where there was just a little bit of respect I mean just a little bit of respect, just a monochrome of respect, you know quote your quote the people you interviewed correctly, and if you can't name your your executive, whoever you talk to, then don't mention it at all I mean. I don't understand it. I mean, I think a better position for the article would have been just to interview fans about the movement. Make the article just about Fiona and Chris. Let them tell the story from their perspective. And then talk about how you feel about it. And then inject some facts here and there. But don't, but, but don't slant it and make it seem as though they're a couple of idiots, because you want to continue to push an outdated narrative. I mean that just sucks. That, I mean that makes that makes everything wrong. That makes everybody feel bad. I mean if I if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to write an article. I always was taught, and I took journalism in college. I took Journalism 101. When I took journalism, I was told, you always respect your sources, and you always check your sources. I don't even know if Fritz checked or respected his sources, because it sure doesn't seem that way. I mean, I often wonder, and I, I wish I, w- I wish that I could I could have heard the phone conversation that Chris Wong had with Ben Fritz, or the conversation he had with the email correspondence he had with Fiona. I could see the correspondence myself. I'm curious, you know. Maybe Fiona will put that put that email out someday. You know. I don't know if I don't think Chris Wong has a recording of his conversation, his phone conversation with Fritz, who he said was on the bus on a bus at the time that he was being interviewed for the article. Yeah, but you know, I I, I actually i do I do i do like the fact in the article, Joss Whedon declined to comment. I mean, what reason would would Joss Whedon have to comment? At all, if I was Joss Whedon, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near anything DC related, Justice League or otherwise. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Well, I, I think I'm going to uh, take a little bit of a break here, which basically uh, when what I what I say whenever I say. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. It usually just means that I'm going to play a song. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song, a, a Georgina Rev- Revel song, and those of you that listen to the Zod Rider show on a, on a weekly basis, or at least on a consistent basis when I consistently do shows, know why I play a lot of Georgina's music, because Georgina is a frequent, has been, always been a frequent collaborator with the Zod Rider Show. And a lot of her music is independent music and I'm free to play it on the show whenever I feel like it. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a break right now. I'm gonna play a song so that I can run to the washroom real quick and then I will come back and give some more of my seemingly unlimited thoughts on the Snyder Cut Ben Fritz and the Wall Street Journal. Again, if you would like to call in and join me on the show, if you're out there listening, the area code is 786-245-8127. Again, that's area code 786-245-8127. You are listening to a very special episode called Emergency of the Zod Rider Show on psn-radio.com. And I will be right back. I am back on my special episode of the Zod Rider Show, or the Zod Rider Show Presents Emergency, and this episode is uh, being dedicated exclusively to the Snyder Cut of Justice League and the Ben Fritz Wall Street Journal article that came out today. Yeah, Ben, I'm really, really, really disappointed. And that's, I, that's an understatement. I've been going on and on for quite some time here, uh, over, well, it looks like, yeah, it looks like the show's been going on for an hour and a half and I've said a lot. I still have a little, a little more left in me today. I, I actually decided to book this until about 11 o'clock Eastern. That's quite a while on a Thursday night for me. But I just had a lot to say. And I just feel feel like it's 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 an injustice, which you know, hey, injustices happen all the time. And I guess in this, I mean, I guess in this instance, you know, it does seem a little bit silly, right? You know, we're talking about a movie, we're talking about Maple Leaf, we're talking about superheroes. We're talking about Superman. We're talking about Batman. We're talking about Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, etc. Right? Yeah. That's all we're talking about. You know, let's give props to the people out there that have stayed the course and actually believe in the cause. Now, I gotta say, I you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Fiona. I mean, she spearheaded this whole thing. Launched this Beautiful ForsnyderCut.com website. Uh, All of you out there listening, anyone that hasn't checked out the ForsnyderCut.com website, you owe it to yourself to check it out. To go in there and just look at all the detail and all the little nuances in that website. You'll get more great, you'll get some great stuff. You'll get caught up, you'll know what's going on when you look at that website. Actually, you know, Ben Fritz probably should have looked at the com website before he wrote his article. Because it's clear that based on the information that he provided in the article that he did not look at that. He does not know. He is as ignorant of the facts as a lot of the people that rail against the Snyder Cut because they don't really understand or know what's going on. I generally have tried... My best to, not to f- not to feed the trolls, so to speak. I don't get into arguments with people very often on social media. I feel like to me it's just a waste of time anyway. But at the same time, when you're with a group of like-minded people that are, you know, sharing ideas and looking for different ways to positively impact things. And if you have a cause that's a good cause and you're not hurting anyone and you're not doing anything negative and you're not trying to disparage anyone else everybody should champion a, champion a cause like that even if you don't like Zack Snyder's films you should be you should be Happy about the cause. You should, you should, you should be, you should be delighted to see fans mobilizing like this in support of something. Because here's my, my thing. What it all boils down to is, like I said, this is all about directors in integrity. Keeping a, a director's vision to stop studios from constantly meddling and making movies by committee. Because today it's the Snyder Cut. You know? Uh, it was it was the Ayer cut too. They meddled and ruined uh, it, David Ayer's Suicide Squad film too. That got ruined. Why? Because it was a, a movie made by committee. Do I mean? Do we really want to see that happen again? People keep saying, "Look to the future. Look at Aquaman." Look at Shazam. Look at Wonder Woman 84. Look at what we've got coming ahead. Okay. All right. Fine. But who's to say that the next D- big DCEU film, after all these planned films, doesn't get micromanaged or get, you know, tinkered with by the studio? You know, just just because, you know, it it hasn't happened to any of these films yet that people are looking forward to seeing doesn't mean that it won't happen in the future is all I'm trying to say and this movement is more about that than anything else more about trying to get the awareness out there so that people know hey we we need to tell the studio that this is not acceptable this cannot keep happening if you don't trust your director make sure you get a director involved in the film that you're going to allow to follow their vision you know who helped Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman? Who wrote Wonder Woman? Who helped Patty Jenkins all the way through with that film? You guessed it, Zack Snyder. Right? Why didn't they get Patty Jenkins to come in and and finish up Justice League if they were really if they were really trying to finish the movie for Zack? Because they didn't want Zack Snyder's vision for Justice League. They wanted to get as far away from Zack Snyder's vision as they possibly could. They were doing a movie that they needed to appeal to the masses. But more importantly than that, the executives in charge wanted their bonuses. That's right. Tashihara, Emmerich, John Berg, Jeff Johns. Let's talk about all of them for a second. Let's talk about that group that's no longer in charge anymore. Now we have the great Walter Hamada in charge, who is said to be a, a, a staunch supporter of Zack Snyder and is said to really, really, really be in support of his vision. So if that's the case, then Snyder Cut fans should have no fear whatsoever. We should be rejoicing. For this coming weekend, because we know that the Snyder Cut is coming. We know that Zack Snyder is bringing the Snyder Cut with him to Comic-Con. We know that. We know that in our hearts. It's got to be true. Walter Hamada, who is in charge of DC Films right now, is a big fan and supporter of Zack Snyder. So why wouldn't the Snyder Cut be coming out? There's a lot of arguments. We have people that are saying things like, well, they they can't do that because if they release the Snyder Cut and it turns out to be to be good, then it makes them look inept because it makes them look like, well, why were you stupid? Why didn't you just release the Snyder Cut originally or let Zack Snyder do his film? Why'd you meddle with him in the first place? And then that creates all kinds of backlash for WB because now they have to answer to to fans for making that mistake. But if they release the Snyder Cut and it turns out to be garbage, then that brings them to more bad press. Then that brings them more bad press because not only now do you have one rotten egg, now you have two rotten eggs. And not only do you have two rotten eggs, but they're both rotten and they're both the same movie. I think they're looking at it all wrong. If you release the Snyder Cut, it's going to be good. It's going to be better than what you got in theaters. It's impossible for it to be worse. The only way that the Snyder Cut could possibly be worse, the only way, is if it's in a a sorry state, and we're talking about an assembly cut state where it where there are no special effects, it's very, you know, it's not, it's not done whatsoever, it hasn't been rendered at all, you know, the cut that, the cut that a lot of the bloggers, scoopers, and, 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 uh, haters like, like us to believe, you know, the, you know, those, those types, a lot of those websites and people, they want us to believe that that's what it what it is. It's an incomplete mess, it'll be incoherent, you know, it's not gonna be better, there's no possible way. Do you honestly think that Zack Snyder would let something like that get released? Do you honestly think that Zack Snyder would spend seven months hinting to fans that he's been working on this film, putting out pictures, putting dropping hints left and right, and then all the only to say at the end of it all, oh, all I got is this you know half done print of the movie it's not even really complete there's really nothing we can do you know i mean he's not like that he doesn't troll his fans okay he's not like some directors that feel the need to feel the need to attack you know to to make his make his fans look stupid that's not what he's trying to do Zack Snyder is is not mean-spirited like that Zack Snyder is a man who knows he's loved. The outpouring of support that this man has gotten over these last seven months should make anybody feel good. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I just, I I really think that the narrative is messed up Just because it's all, it's a bunch of people that don't support Zack Snyder, that don't like Zack Snyder, and they're the ones that want to win. And they think, they think that by discouraging us, they'll somehow have won something. When in, when in actuality, they're not going to support the DCEU moving forward anyway. If you're looking to please the masses, that's not going to happen. You know, and then I'll say, oh well, guess what? Wonder Woman was a major hit, yeah. And Wonder Woman was technically a Zack Snyder movie. You talk about you talk about how bad the plots are to these Zack Snyder movies. You say, "Oh, Zack Snyder's narrative is horrible." Well, no. Zack Snyder got an award for a for a writing credit for Wonder Woman. Why? Zack Snyder wrote that story. You didn't like the story to BVS? Newsflash, people. Chris Terrio came up with that story. I don't understand. It's like people can't read. People wanna, people wanna criticize Zack Snyder for things, but, you know, cri- Zack Snyder is a brilliant director. He has a visual style that is second to none, and he has made fantastic films. Not only that, he's a great writer too. How's he gonna win a, ro- a, a, a writing award for Wonder Woman? He wrote the story. He came up with the story for Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins by just is just an extension of Zack Snyder essentially. She's a great director on her own in her own right, but look at what's happened here. They could probably could have asked Patty Jenkins to come in and finish Justice League and it would have been a hell of a lot more like what Snyder originally intended than what we got from Joss. speaking of Joss the man is what going back to TV from what i hear he's doing some TV, TV movies or something for HBO or some TV series i think he should stay there i think TV is TV is what got him famous in the first place right buffy the vampire slayer i noticed how the fritz article for the wall, from the wall street journal didn't mention firefly at all I think Fire I think he's more known for Firefly than anything else. You know, aside from the Avengers movies that he directed. I think Justice League is something that he just wants to forget too. We know the haters, bloggers and scoopers want to forget about Justice League. And why is that? Why is it that everyone else wants to forget about Justice League completely, but us Snyder cut supporters are the ones that don't want to forget about it and are not going to forget about it. Why? Because it means something to us. It has emotional resonance. It was supposed to be a conclusion to to the uh, to the arc of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. It was supposed to give us something else. It was supposed to give us a new. Fully, fully, fully immersive, ready to go version of cinematic version of Superman. It was supposed to give us the Superman rebirth that we deserved, but instead, we got hope is like your car keys. Yeah, hope is like your car keys. Easy to lose, but if you dig around, it's probably close by, or something to that effect, right? That quote, I will give Whedon credit for this, that quote is easy to remember. It really is. And the reason it's so easy to remember is because it's so simple and stupid, and it has no place in a Justice League movie. Not to mention the fact that that Joss Whedon in, an effect, in effect made Superman a liar by saying, by having him say that to those kids at the beginning of the movie. You know, CGI mustache remover aside. I mean, let's, let's, let's see, you're gonna, let's see, you're gonna break, you're gonna break Batman. You're gonna ruin Superman. You're gonna cheapen Superman's legacy. Let's see. You have you have the typical yeah the typical you know, Whedon, uh, male character falling on female characters' breasts. You got to have that in every Joss Whedon movie that that comes out. You know you get rid of all of Batman's badass lines and you have him say things like "I'm not the one who brought a pitchfork," "Sorry, I didn't bring a sword," "I don't." Not like you, you know. I mean, I get that that Whedon was trying to establish that Batman and Superman had some kind of, you know, bromance going on. But my goodness, if Batman uh, is meant to make jokes like that, they need to re—they need to rewrite the character completely. It's like, a California guy, uh, had said on the Zod Rider show the other day. He said, you know, Bruce Wayne is not Tony Stark. He's not. Why are you trying to make him into Tony Stark? Oh, but I forgot. It's because, it's because the Avengers movies make all this money and they're so fantastic and Justice League has to be the Avengers, right? That's what, that's what we, that's what we're being, uh, spoon fed here. Apparently, I really had high hopes for Comic-Con. I, I really did. I mean, for a while, I, I was, uh, I was you know, super, super hyped all week. And now I have to confess that, you know, after this Wall Street Journal article, you know, my, my excitement for it all has kind of waned just a little bit. I'm still convinced that I'm right. I'm still convinced that Snyder's going to come out and we're going to get the Snyder cut and we're going to get something else in the way of either another Snyder-directed DCEU film or whatever, something. We're going to get some big news. It's going to be Snyder-related. And it's going to make everything okay. But I just can't help but feel a little bit depressed because of the way we were so misrepresented in that article. I feel horrible for Fiona and horrible for Chris Wong. It's like, it's like you, you, take, you, take the, you take a passion that people have and you just twist it and mangle the hell out of it until it, it just doesn't even resemble what it was meant to resemble anymore. Like the Justice League itself, the movie itself. You know when the when the movie was uh, first announced, and they had, you know and they had started showing trailers for it, I'll never forget how excited I was for Justice League. As much as I loved Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, I just knew that Justice League was going to be my all-time favorite superhero movie if not my all-time favorite film. I just had this feeling that Zack Snyder was making something so epic and was getting deliver in a way that he never had before to the point where it would even silence his critics. I actually was... I believed that going in, and I remember... I'll never forget how excited I was. It was my most anticipated film of last year. I was just so excited because... Like, like everyone else, I believed the narrative that WB was passing off at the time. I believed that Joss Whedon was just coming in to do pickup shots and to finish the movie for Zack. I had no reason not to believe it, and I didn't do research and find out that you know they weren't that it wasn't like that or whatever. I didn't know anything going in. I thought, you know, I I, I believed it, and I actually got on board with some of it. And then even even when they said, well. Uh, Junkie XL has been replaced as composer by Danny Elfman. And then there were all these big articles about how Danny Elfman was going to bring back the 1978 Superman theme for Justice League. And I thought, okay, well, I mean, I guess we'll find out. I didn't know how the Superman 78 theme was going to fit in with the, you know, with this Zack Snyder narrative. But, you know, if Zack Snyder signed off on it all and... Allowed it to go this way, and again, they, again, according to these articles, they were all doing it on behalf of Zack Snyder. Zack's name kept getting mentioned, so, as a fan, you just kinda had to go with it. Just kinda had to believe, right? So what, so what did we end up with? You know? It was nothing like what Zack Snyder would have given us. It was not really a Zack Snyder movie. It wasn't really even a, a Joss Whedon movie. It was a movie made by committee. You know? It almost makes me wonder what the movie would have been like had they waited a few more months and given, and if they were gonna let, let Joss Whedon do all these reshoots and make all these changes, why'd they give him only six months to do it? I know what the real official reason is. Uh, Sujihara and the big bosses at the time wanted their bonuses. So they needed to get the movie out on time so they could get their bonuses. Because if they delayed the movie, the movie probably wouldn't come out until after the merger with AT&T. And because of the merger with AT&T, they wouldn't get their bonuses then. Or, or they might not get their bonuses Because they didn't know if they would still be in the positions they were in at the time of the merger. That's the official. It's documented. You can go look it up. There's there's several articles about it. So they couldn't give Joss Whedon any longer than six months to reshoot this to do these reshoots. That's why the CGI for the movie is so bad. Because you see, unlike Zack Snyder Who was working on who, Whose company, Cruel Unusual Films Was working on special effects While the movie was in, was Being shot in principal photography With Joss Whedon, it didn't work like that See, all these filmmakers have different ways Of doing things The, the, the visual effects Look like they were You know, they were done in post So everything that So everything that Um Joss Whedon shot with that mustache with for Mustache Gate. You know, he, Cavill had his mustache the entire time when they, he came in and reshot all the Superman stuff. They had to go in and edit all that out. That takes time. Well, Whedon only had six months, okay? He hadn't been working on the movie for two, three years like Zack Snyder. He came in in six months and did what he did. When you think about it, the movie that we actually got, it's amazing the movie came out the way it did in the short amount of time that Whedon had to go and do everything. Because it was clearly a tall order that the guy was given, right? A tall, tall order. I don't know. Maybe we just, you know, we just have this, we just have this issue. Maybe... Maybe it's just because, you know, it's a panic. It's a panic move. It's of course, and it was of course, it was of course a reaction. But at the same time, why, if the movie was as far along as we're led to believe that it was, if we go off of the things that Jay Oliver has told us, why would Warner Brothers go that far and let have Whedon reshoot so much? We know it was more than 30%. We know that. I mean, there's no possible way. I can't see how it was less than 80%. I don't even understand how, I don't even understand how Zack Snyder still has his director's credit for that movie, to be honest with you. And I I think it's because, again, because principal photography went on for a long time. And Zack Snyder had been working on it for so long And Joss Whedon was only on there for six months So Joss Whedon wasn't working on the movie long enough To get the director's credit Regardless of how much footage he shot That actually ended up in the movie He may very well have shot more footage For that movie than than Zack Snyder's footage Ended up in the movie But Zack Snyder was obviously on the project a lot longer so what, I mean, what's the, what's the takeaway here? What do, I mean, where, where does it end? You know, and again, Warner Brothers isn't the only studio that this kind of stuff happens in. But when you have someone like, like Zack Snyder, who's a very distinctive visual director, he is, he's a visionary director. You know, his style is known, he's got away with things, his shots are beautiful. We expect certain things out of Zack Snyder that we get in every movie. You can't replace Zack Snyder with Joss Whedon and expect to get a masterpiece. You can't even expect the movie to be good. And I don't even know what they were thinking when they came up with that two-hour mandate. I wouldn't be surprised if Joss Whedon was upset with the two-hour mandate, because the two-hour mandate handicapped him. He wasn't allowed to go and and, and do some of the things he wanted to do. That's probably why a lot of his changes looked stupid and came out the way they did, because A, he only had six months to do the movie, and B, he had to adhere to a two-hour mandate. A Snyder Cut is going to be a completely different film. When we finally do get to see the Snyder Cut, whether we hear something at Comic Con or we don't, whether it comes out in the next couple of months or it comes out in 10 or 20 years like the haters keep telling us, this is going to be a very, very different movie. I mean, we're talking night and day levels of different and I hope, if nothing else, I mean, I mean, maybe you know, I mean, if nothing else, can can we get can we get Jay Oliver to just do like a do like an animated version of it, you know? If we don't get if we can't get uh, a a live action version, if they're going to tell us that there is if they're going to keep to this narrative that there is no Snyder cut, they're not going to let Snyder finish it or they're not going to let Snyder release it even if it is done. Then can we get Jay Oliver to do an animated version and just. Follow the storyboards, follow what he initially had planned to do and get the original cast to come in and do all the voice acting. I mean, you know, something. But I, I you know what, I, I don't wanna don't wanna look go that negative. I, I do wanna continue to believe that this the Comic Con is going to be the thing. It's going to be big. And it's going to be what we as fans of the Snyder Cut have been looking for for this, for these past eight months. WB, you give us the Snyder Cut. I'll be on board with anything else you put out from here on out. I'm not gonna, you know, my thing is, is that it's hard for me to be optimistic about the future when you have this big gaping hole after Batman v Superman. What you gave us was the equivalent of going to a a restaurant and ordering steak and getting a hot dog where I mean we need something we need something that is going to match the tone and going to conclude the arc of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman until we get that i mean. It's hard to, it's hard to, to move forward. It's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult if we don't have the Snyder Cut by December to go sit down and watch Aquaman and see Aquaman being this, being this brooding hero that he was in the, in the trailers for Justice League when we just seen him as, as a happier Aquaman in Justice League. I don't know. Is there, you know, is there anything? I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, this is what I, I think is so funny too. We get all these scoopers that are on Twitter that keep talking about, you know, oh, nope, there's not going to be no Zack Snyder. He's not going to be at Comic Con. They've all said that. Umberto. Grace Randolph said that, uh, Zack Snyder's going to be at Comic Con. And the very next day she backtracked. But somebody on Twitter got her. Somebody got her on, got it recorded on Twitter when she said that Zack Snyder was going to be at Comic Con. And then the next day she tried to say that she didn't say that he was going to be there. She just said he could be there, but he, she didn't think he was going to be there. I mean, it's incredible. There's, I mean, it, and then and then there's Umberto, the Galactic Flip Flopper. The great Umberto. You know? They told him flat out that there weren't gonna there wasn't gonna be anything Snyder Cut related at Comic Con. He actually had gone on Twitter and said that it was dead. Deaded But then he's also someone who said that there's not gonna be any trailer for the new Titans series. Because they just finished production Okay, there's not going to be a trailer, dude? Really? No trailer? You sure? Sure about that? Because this morning, I watched a trailer So my point is that you can't listen to these people that say that they're going to, that they say things or they're told things. They're going off of what they're told, okay? And I mean, I kind of got into it a little bit yesterday with somebody who, he was a scooper and he said that Snyder wasn't going to be there. And all I did was reply to him with the facts that Snyder himself had posted his location earlier in the week on Vero social media that he was in San Diego a few moments away from the convention center. Well, my source told me that, that Snyder's not going to be there. Well, who's your source? What do you mean? Now, my source doesn't work for WB. Well, then why are you even telling us this? If your source doesn't work for WB, then your your source knows even less than we do. I mean, I think I said something to the effect of, Okay, uh, you know, uh the this scooper the scooper source knows more about what Zack Snyder's doing than Zack Snyder's Google GPS, I guess, because Zack Snyder posted exactly where he is on his viral social media. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because we're fans of Zack Snyder. We're a little more in the know than average people are, I guess. We're definitely more in the know, more in the know than these haters are. And boy, these scoopers, I just feel bad for them. I don't know who these scoopers screwed over, but it's like they can't catch any breaks. You know, they keep getting lied to, apparently. I got, I got no reason to even, to even trust anything anybody says. And, and this, and this Wall Street Journal article is, I mean, is, is, is proof right there that you can't really, you can't really give a damn about anything that they say. I'm amazed at that. That's crazy. I mean, Wall Street Journal. Writes a low-level blogger-type article, kills us, beats us, oh, beats us over the head, makes a mockery of the release the Snyder Cut movement, makes Chris Wong sorry that he participated, makes, you know, derails Fiona, just makes her look fanatical. I don't understand it. Where's the Jay Oliver article? Come on, Fritz. Give it up. Where's the Jay Oliver interview you did? Jay Oliver seemed enthusiastic about the interview you apparently had with him earlier. Where is it? Come on, Wall Street Journal. Release the real Fritz article. Let's go. Hashtag release the real Fritz article. I think that's the hashtag that I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be using. Up until Comic Con, up until Saturday. Because, uh, you know, I think there needs to be more awareness. They need to release it. Somebody needs to release something. You know. I mean, this was definitely not something that I thought I was going to be doing tonight. I'll tell you that. You know, and although I didn't expect the Wall Street Journal article to be some massive achievement in Pulitzer Prize writing, I did expect something with a degree of respect. I expected to read something that was going to at least give me some bit of satisfaction in knowing that at least somebody understands the cause who's not directly you know involved, I mean, I don't know how you could talk to Fiona or Chris Wong and not be completely moved by what, 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 what we're trying to do here. And Zack Snyder, he, you know, he, he's been very, very supportive. I see his posts and it's like, my God, this guy is really into it. It's almost, it's almost tear inducing to see some of the stuff that he, the way he responds to, to us fans. I don't know very many other directors who will do that. Although Uwe Boll is very active on Twitter and he responds to people's tweets and stuff too. But, but uh, Zack Snyder has been very, very intimate with fans when it comes to his, his Vero social media posts. I mean, and you gotta respect him all the more for it. And it's something that, you know, he doesn't have to do. It's something he does for us. And he knows we're loyal to him and he's loyal to us too. So if we're gonna, if we're gonna maintain our loyalty to him, he's gonna make good on his commitment and make sure that whatever product comes out is a quality product. You think he wants to wants to move forward, do you think he's able to move forward, move past Justice League, knowing that that steaming pile of turd is what is supposed to be representative of his third film? Do you really believe that this man is going to be content with that? A a version of the movie that is such a horrible abomination that he himself has not even watched it. That says a lot right there, folks. He's not watching the movie And he still hasn't seen it And I I don't blame him for not watching it Although I think an incredible thing would be When they finally do release the Snyder Cut they, They give you the theatrical cut as an obligatory bonus feature And they allow Zack Snyder to do a commentary On the theatrical cut of Justice League so we will get to be with Zack Snyder the very first time he watches the theatrical cut of Justice League. I think that would be amazing. It'd be incredible to see what some of his comments would be. But at the same time, I, you know, I wouldn't want to, want to subject that man to that either. That, that would probably be torturous. Because I think if he saw it, I think he would be even more Enthralled and determined to make sure that his version of Justice League got released, if he actually did get a chance to see how bad the Whedon cut of Justice League actually is, and that you know, and that in and of itself is you know a big a big part of it. I, I, I just find it fascinating that he still hasn't seen it, although I'm not surprised that he has not seen it. I mean. I don't know if it were me, though, I don't know if I could go without seeing it. I think out of morbid curiosity, I'd have to watch it. I'd have to watch it, because I'd have to say I'd want to see how they butchered it, especially with the way people are talking about it, and all of a sudden you're hearing about a random Russian family, and you're hearing about scenes that don't make sense, that don't jive anywhere at all with your narrative, and... Brunch and all kinds of things that don't make sense in the overall scheme of your movie and I think I would I think I would have to watch it if I was him just out of curiosity although Richard Donner said that he was not able to get through the full theatrical cut of Superman 2 either so I think it's a director's thing I think it's you know you're you know it's something that you were you were tethered to for so long and you just You have your own vision of it for it. You're too close to it. Almost it'd be like it'd be like being friends with the guy dating your girlfriend. I mean, you're kind of it's kind of like you're you you know it's going to be awfully awkward to you know to to be involved in that to hang out with them. <laughs> I mean, so so it you know so I could see you know so I could see the you know I could see where it would be an issue, especially if you, again if it's a project you're intimately involved in, you know, in that case, you know. Now, I, I wonder if Zack Snyder ever talked to Richard Donner about the about this debacle. It's something you know I, I have thought about too, you know. Did he call him? Because, you know, their, their situation is awfully similar. I mean, you know, the circumstances aren't exactly the same, but there's enough similarities where you could make an argument that uh, they shared a very <laughs> close-in-proximity situation. Um, but I don't know. That's something, that's something I'd love to find out. Now maybe I'll ask Zack Snyder that on Vero social media one of these days after the Snyder cut comes out and we've had a chance to finally see what Zack had in store for us, you know. Have you ever talked to uh, Richard Donner, Zack? Because, uh, you know. Well, I'm going to be here in studio in the New Logic Studios. I'm going to be in here for another, about another 40 minutes. So if anybody wants to call in, the phone number here is 786-245-8127. I'm not gonna check out yet. I, I just, I'm, I'm happy to be spending the evening with you listeners. You know, all 117 of you. You know, I'm very happy that you've decided to spend your, <laughs> your Thursday evening with Zod Rider and you know, listening to me drone on about the Snyder Cut, because I know I do have a tendency to drone on, but I'm, that's why I'm trying to, you know, trying to give some pauses in between to collect my thoughts. I know I was, uh, I was so hyped up initially when the, when I, when the show started. I was, I had so much I wanted to say, I had stuff I'd written down, you know, and of course, getting through the Wall Street Journal article. You know the big goose egg disappointment of tonight or of today I think um I, I think I, after having talked about it, I think i'm feeling I think I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic than I was a couple hours ago to tell you all the truth, and this has been very therapeutic for me <laughs> in a lot of ways, you know, taking a break from Twitter. Walking into New Logic Studios and making the, making the attempt to get the word out verbally. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. But, most of the, most of the stuff that we are, you know, that we've been, that we've been going over, that we've been covering, I don't know if I'll, you know, I don't know if I'll cover this again on a, future episode of the Zod Rider show. I know I have a lot of other shows coming up, a lot of different topics and stuff that have nothing to do with the Snyder cut. Okay. So, in spite of what many people believe, many haters, bloggers and scoopers, we are not just Snyder cut loons. We do have lives, we do have things that we do, other projects and things that we're involved in that have nothing to do with Zack Snyder or the Snyder Cut of Justice League. But with that being said, it would be a whole lot easier to move on if Warner Brothers would just release the Snyder Cut, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you know, you give me the film, you give me the film that I've been trying to see for the last seven months, me and so many others, and, you know, you'll have grown some goodwill from your old fan base. From the people who actually pay to see your films multiple times. Warner Brothers. yeah. That's something else I'll never really understand. Why a studio would want to cater to an audience that has never really supported any of their films. You do know that it was the Snyder Cut audience that was a big reason why Wonder Woman was such a hit. You know that, right? Right, right. WB? Hmm? You know that when Aquaman is a big hit at the box office and makes more money than Justice League, it's going to be because Snyder Cut fans, your big supporters that go to see these movies more than once in theaters, Wash friends repeat. Same is true about Wonder Woman 84. You know, I'm starting to think that Shazam might have a little more crossover appeal to the MCU crowd and, you know, the general audience. For some reason, it just looks like it's more it has that has that look to it. You know, I could see it being one of the biggest hits, if not the biggest hit. You know, of the recent crop of, of films I I could see it, and I'm not saying that it's going to be a better movie than Aquaman Because I think Aquaman is essentially going to be Star Wars underwater Done completely badass It looks wonderful And I, like I said, every I said this on Twitter Every visual that I've seen for this Aquaman movie Looks a thousand times better than anything I've ever seen in an MCU movie So... I mean, I I have no doubt that Aquaman is going to wow audiences. It's going to be a superb film, but I just think that Shazam's going to have more crossover appeal than any of them. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a big hit. Just has that look. Like it just seems like it's going to, it's going to, it has the potential to appeal to everyone and silence the base on all sides think it I think it'll I think it'll do it. I think it'll be it will be that hit. That's my prediction just in terms of crossover appeal. I think WB if you were to take the Snyder cut and you were to put it in theaters for a limited engagement, you'd make some money off of it. I don't think it would be <laughs> I mean, you might not be able to get everybody because people would be like, "Well, why are you duping me twice?" But you, you know, You'd get your, you'd get your DCU audience back. DCEU audience. You'd get the people that, you know, supported Man of Steel and BVS and Wonder Woman and have really, and Suicide Squad and have really supported these films. You'd get them back, you'd earn them again They'd say, okay, you're delivering You're giving us our Snyder Cut We're going to support you I mean, the outpouring of fan love That WB stands to gain from releasing this film You don't think haters are going to buy it, WB? You don't think these haters, bloggers, and scoopers Are going to buy the Snyder Cut? You don't think they're going to make money? That you're going to make money off of it? every single extended cut or director's cut you've put out of a Zack Snyder film has made you money. Every single one. Your, 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 your extended uh, ultimate cut of Batman v Superman is one of the best-selling Blu-ray DVD combo packs of all time. Justice League fizzled out faster than it fizzled out in the theaters. Nobody cares about that movie. Matter of fact, I was on the HBO, uh, streaming app the other day and saw that it's on HBO streaming app. Justice League. Justice League. Whatever. Yeah, hope is like your car keys. And it's, and it's on HBO now. So, I don't know how good it's doing over there, but. <laughs> you know, is it gonna be on, I don't know, somebody from WB could call in and tell me, is it gonna be on Netflix next month? Hulu? Where's it going now? Hulu will probably be the next place it goes after HBO, right? I wonder how much HBO paid for those exclusive Justice League rights. Anybody know, anybody out there know? Huh? The, uh, you know, the streaming rights for, for, for Justice League. You know, and, the, and the sad thing is, you know, if you watch it on HBO, you don't even get the, you don't even get the little extras that you got with the digital copy on, on voodoo and movies anywhere where you at least get to watch the, you know, the one minute of, uh, of, uh, Henry Cavill Superman material where he doesn't have his, his, uh, Mission Impossible stash. Bad CGI. Yeah. But you get Hope is Like Your Car Keys in All Its Glory. Definitely. Watch it on HBO, I guess. I don't know i think we i think we can pretty much uh we can pretty much say that it won't be long now before uh justice league is on t n t you know know well, the t n t world premiere of justice league it's not the movie you wanted and it's not even the movie you deserve but it's the movie you got yeah we can we can feel, feel really happy about all that crap, can't we? Wonderful. It's a, you know, I'm looking, looking here now, see if there's, see if there's anything I missed in my notes before I started this, uh, little show here. Oh, I also want to give a couple of shout outs tonight while I'm doing this. I'd like to give a shout out to Lantern2814. Bro, you are right on point. I love your YouTube videos and thank you for giving me a shout out on your last, on uh, one of your more recent videos shortly after me and Chris Wong did our podcast together. I, I appreciated it. I definitely pay attention to your YouTube videos. Your stuff is good. You definitely are on the right track and it's great to have you on the release to Snyder Cut movement train as well yeah because it is like a train cuz it's moving fast and adding more and more people and i want to give a um a special shout out to comic movie marks they're another really groovy really groovy group that's uh putting out quality youtube content about the Snyder cut and um let's see Let's see, let me see here. I want to just make sure I don't miss anybody today. You know, Jacob on Twitter. Shout outs to you. Shout outs to Abdul. Yeah, we got a, we got a couple people here. You know, I just want to make sure that I don't forget about, there's a few other people here. And I want to give a very special shout out. And I know maybe you think, thought I forgot about you, but I have not forgot about you. You are another one. You made an amazing video last week. You are fantastic. You are another bright star in the Snyder Cut movement, Mr. John Aaron Garza. I, you know what, man? I am so sorry. I have not, like I said, I have not forgotten about you. And I, you know what? I'd love to have you on the Zod Rider Show someday. So if you, so if you're into it and you're up for it, man, you can, you can join me. You can join me anytime you like. I'm, I'm always, I'm always down to do a new pod, another podcast with someone, with someone new. I've never, I've never done a podcast with before, especially someone I, whom I respect as much as you. I think you are awesome. And thank you for all the shout outs that you, you know, that you've given me. You are absolutely awesome. Yeah, we, we are, we are friends on both Twitter and social media, uh, Vero social media. So yes, John Aaron Garza, great guy. Definitely awesome. He made, he actually made a, a tribute video for, to Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in regards to this whole release the Snyder Cut movement. It actually, Brought tears to my eyes. And I mean, it, it really did. Manly tears all the way. It was definitely amazing. And I'm, and I'm super, super, uh, was super, super hyped for it. And, uh, he, he definitely didn't disappoint. He's also been doing, making a lot of trailers, editing together a lot of trailers for, you know, Zack Snyder films. He's, he, uh, he did a Batman v Superman trailer the other day where it was, he did it in the style of like the first Watchmen teaser trailer. Wonderful. Excellent piece of work. So again, shout outs to you, John. I'm, you know, definitely, definitely, uh, thinking, thinking about you, man. The Snyder Cut is, the Snyder Cut movement is, is, is such a great, great, great cohesive group. Of course, shout out to Jay Oliver. Amazing dude. You know, guy directs all these badass, uh, Justice, Justice League and, uh, Uh, Batman the Dark Knight returns animated films and he's just, and he, and he's been the storyboard artist for all of Zack Snyder's DCU projects and he's definitely, and he's definitely been fighting with us, tooth and nail, fighting the haters, bloggers and the scoopers, keeping everything, keeping everything together. Yeah, and of course, and then of course, there's Fiona at the top. You know, and I keep mentioning it and I keep saying she, she's incredible. She's the one that launched this all, the, all of it. it. Wasn't for Fiona out of China. We, you know, I don't, I don't know that the Snyder Cut movement would be as powerful as it is today. As strong as it is, as it's become. Cause it's getting bigger and bigger every day we're fi- we're finding more and more people each day that are in total in total support of releasing the Snyder cut, cut because the hype just keeps building and building and building and you know if it gets i'm telling you if it gets announced at Hall H this Saturday i think people will be will just go nuts and make no mistakes WB If you release the Snyder Cut You have more to gain Than you do to lose Because number one You're going to make money Because people are going to buy this thing Number two You're going to have fans That are going to be eternally grateful Like myself For you not leaving that big gaping hole After B- after BVS And leaving us with that Sham of a movie Justice League You know If we could have seven different cuts of Blade Runner, we can have two cuts of Justice League. You know. It's okay. How many cuts of Superman the movie have there been? Three or four? Just recently there was a, a three hour and eight minute cut of that movie released. We've got a couple different cuts of Superman 2 now. You know. I don't suppose You know, we could, we could, uh, be a little bit worsome and ask, uh, WB to bring us, uh, bring us the director's cut of Suicide Squad now. Would that be a little bit too much? Could David Ayer and Zack Snyder walk out at Comic Con together? Wouldn't that be something? Saturday Hall H. We not only get the Snyder cut, but we get the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad as well? That would be incredible. And it would be a big surprise because that's something we've absolutely heard nothing about. You know. Now there have been a lot of fan edits though. That's another thing we could talk about for the last uh, 30 minutes that I'm gonna be in New Logic Studios. Uh, we could talk about, we could talk about some fan edits. There's been several. Particularly for Justice League. Um, but the one I like is the one I I mention all the time The Justice League, the fan cut Which is, was done by a guy on uh, Twitter Named George, or a.k.a. Krypton Codex. That's right, he's the man He gave us the most watchable version Of Justice League, in my opinion Because there's been a lot of them There's been, I, I can think of at least five Or six of these fan edits. These fan edits have just been coming out of the woodwork since the, since uh, Justice League came out on home video. Um, you know, there was the, there was the, the, the ultimate fan edition, the ultimate fan cut, there was the Krypton cut, there was, uh, there, I, I actually I think John, I think John Aaron Garza has a version. I think he does the, he did the Krypton cut. Actually, to be, I think, I believe, I actually think he has a fan edit out there somewhere. There's, but there's so many of them, it's hard to watch all of them. And you know what the funny part of it is? It's amazing to me how you can make a fan edit and you only got so much to work with. And uh, like what I loved about the Krypton Codex version of Justice League, the fan cut, is he went in and he got all the, Went and go, went back and went through all the trailers, all the uh, all the uh, Justice League trailers uh, prior to, you know, when we started getting weed and stuff. Found all the, you know, all the Zack Snyder material that was done in the trailers that we didn't see in the film, and was able to port just about all of it back into the movie. And he somehow, I mean, and he somehow whittled it down and cut out a lot of. Cringe worthy, clearly weeding scenes and bits of dialogue that didn't make any sense. And it's ironic because you know the cut, you know, was whittled down to two hours. And I think uh Krypton Codex was able to make his fan edit less than two hours. So that <laughs> so that baffled me even more. But it was but it was great. I mean, it was a, it's a cut of the movie I can actually watch. You know, it's something that I can, I can sit there and say, okay, well, if I'm not, if I'm not gonna get a Snyder cut, I guess this is the closest I'm ever gonna get then, cause this has more Snyder, Zack Snyder material in it than the Joss Whedon version we got in theaters. You know, so I, I really enjoyed that much, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I, and I think, you know, these, some of these fan editors do a really nice job trying to, w- trying to do that with Justice League. I mean, you know, you only have so much to work with. And I, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really, you know, I don't really know how you, how you make a fan edit when you got a lot of material that you don't really like and you have to excise it in order to come up with something that's going to be Palatable for you because ultimately, as a fan editor, you're going to make this film for yourself because you know that you, you know that you're the one that you is going to watch it more than anybody else. You might have your fans, you know, like Krypton Codex knows he's got a lifelong fan in Zod Ryder because I've, you know, promoted his his cut on Twitter several times. I, you know, I may made, made some covers for it and everything. I, I like it. It's a it's a one. It's a Decent cut of the, of the movie when you consider what he had to work with. He did an excellent job. I don't know. And I had to mention Justice League fan edits because there's been so many of them. And I, I just, you know, so, but like I said, you know, I've made my preference known for the one that I prefer right now. And if I'm gonna, so if I'm ever gonna watch, if I'm ever gonna watch Justice League again and it's not the Snyder cut, the, it's the fan cut is the one I'll be watching, which admittedly won't be very often because I don't like Justice league so that's that's the that's the truth you know you I actually thought today when I got home from work I figured ah, figured I'd go on Twitter for a little while and then maybe Maybe sit down and watch BBS tonight. But in lieu of watching BBS, I decided to share the evening with my loyal listeners out there. And I believe me, I appreciate all of you sharing your evening with me. It's been amazing. We've had 117 listeners consistently throughout the entire evening. And I've been very happy to have you all here. Maybe I'll, you know, come up with a chat room or some kind of way to communicate with you all for the Next show that I do I don't know And this is really kind of a milestone for me Because I'm not used to really doing And it it probably shows You know Because I do kind of drone on a lot (laughs) So I'm not really used to doing um, Shows by myself I tend to I I tend to prefer When I do episodes of the radio With a co-host I mean, I'm all, I always have somebody opposite of me to, you know, to kind of, you know, to kind of bounce off of and share ideas and it just makes the shows flow better. and, And plus I feel it's, it's a lot better than listening to me for, for two hours plus, you know, but I don't know. I just felt like tonight deserved something special. And that just goes to show you how much of an impact Fiona. And and Chris Wong and Zack Snyder and the entire release the Snyder Cut movement has impacted me. It impacted my life. You know, because I, I mean it there's so much out there. There's so much in the way of content. There's so much in the way of things to believe in and things to support and franchises and you know I could go on and on. And and I have gone on and on, fun, funnily enough. But the thing of it is, is that you just, you know, when you find something that really, really grips your attention, I mean, grips you by the throat, the way the Snyder Cut really does. If you're if you're a fan of Zack Snyder and you really want to see this version of the movie, you got to join the release of the Snyder Cut movement. You got to get on board. You got to go on Twitter. You got to become a part of this. Big family that's that's just coming together in such a positive and profound way. It's just so beautiful. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know any other way to describe it. I haven't seen anything negative on the side of the release the Snyder Cup movement. We're all just trying to get the awareness out there. We're trying. To preserve the integrity of the director, we're trying to have a good cause. We're not trying, it's not trying to hurt anyone. It's not trying to, uh, trying to, uh, disparage any other fandoms or anything like that. We're not, we're not attacking you if you're an MCU fan. I mean, we're not attacking you if you don't like Zack Snyder's films. We're not attacking anyone. We're just trying to accomplish a goal. That's why I, I I have such a hard time with the people who derail it, people who don't want to see us succeed, don't want to see the Snyder Cut happen, don't want don't want anything else with Zack Snyder, to the fact where they 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 hate him as a person because they don't like his films, and that's something that I'll never never understand. I know a lot of movie directors. I'm friends with some movie directors. Whom I don't like every single film that they've made. But I can tell you this there's nobody that I'm gonna hate personally just because I don't like all of their films. That's crazy. You know, I, I just I don't see how there's even a correlation, how that even becomes an issue at all. I mean, let's just take Steven Spielberg, for example. You know, Steven Spielberg is an award-winning director. He's an acclaimed director, right? Everybody has Steven Spielberg movies that they like. I don't think there's anybody out there that could say they hate every one of Steven Spielberg's movies. If they do, if there is, I don't know anybody who is. And the question that I have is, if if Steven Spielberg, if you don't, if Steven Spielberg has made three movies in a row that you didn't like, does that mean you start attacking the director personally? Does that mean you hate him and you wish start wishing death on him and everything because he's not because you don't like his films? I I don't understand that mentality at all. But that's how ferocious it is for Zack Snyder fans. We are attacked personally because of our love and support of this director. And they say, well, it's your fault because Zack Snyder is so divisive. He's not divisive. He's divisive in a good way because film is supposed to be subjective. And at the end of the day, it's all fun. It's all just movies. It's all just entertainment. Are you not entertained? Even by films that you don't like, you've got to be entertained. I've got a lot of films I don't like, but I could say I was, I was entertained. You know, and I'll give you one. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a modern movie right now. A very popular modern movie that was more divisive than any movies that Zack Snyder has made. And that's Star Wars, The Last Jedi. That's a very, very, very divisive movie. Okay? That has, uh, that's gotten, that's created an extreme controversy. That's fractured, fractured Star Wars fandom in a way nobody's, uh, nobody ever could have predicted. I happen to totally dislike that movie. I've only been able to watch it once. And I swear, I've seen it once in theaters and I could, I just cannot bring myself to ever watch it again. That's how much I do not like it. I've tried several times to sit down and watch it again. But I just can't do it. Because I don't like it. I fundamentally disagree with every aspect of the movie. I don't agree with any of the choices. I don't agree with any of the direction of any of the characters. I do not support the narrative. I think it is totally off. And it totally ruins everything set up by the prior film. I just can't stand it. But I'm not on Twitter attacking the director. I'm not on, I'm not on Twitter attacking people who like it. I feel like you, if you, if you don't like it, okay. If you like it, then that's fine. Whatever. We gotta, we can give Ryan Johnson credit for one thing, even if we don't like The Last Jedi. And that is, that at least the studio let him make his movie i guess that i guess that's an example of a studio ironically trusting in a director's vision i don't know what it was about that film that made trusting his vision more more valid than say gareth edwards or Lord and Miller for Solo. I don't know what, what, what Kathleen Kennedy saw in Ryan Johnson that was enough for her to say, okay, your vision for this Star Wars movie is better than anybody else's. We're not going to rule you by committee. You can make the movie you want to make. I don't know what that, what that's about. But yet every other Star Wars movie, with the exception of Force Awakens under Kathleen Kennedy, has been met with studio meddling. Why? Why is that? What's so special about Ryan Johnson? I know it's off topic, but really, what's so special about him? The what, what, is so great about, what was so great about his vision for The Last Jedi that Kathleen Kennedy allowed it to go through unfettered? Hmm? Yeah. And then you see a director like Zack Snyder, who made Man of Steel and who made... The Batman v Superman, and yes, those movies were divisive, but they still made money. You know? And they have very, very passionate fans. The last question is would WB have been better off if they would have just let Zack Snyder finish his film to begin with? I think that answer is an emphatic yes. Regardless, when when your movie is that far along, I think you just ride it out. There's nothing to say that if that that movie was not as successful as WB wanted, that they weren't going to go in a a different direction anyway. But from all accounts, everything that I can see... Based off of the stuff that was released And the different promo images And things that have been coming out It looks like the Snyder Cut Is Going to be A masterpiece It looks like the Snyder Cut was going to Give us a slightly lighter tone But continue with The narrative from BVS And just broaden the scope It looks fantastic And I don't buy any of the BS about Superman. Because in every single still shot I've seen from the Snyder Cut, Superman looks awfully happy to me. And Superman also looks pretty badass. So what was the problem, WB? What was so unwatchable about the Snyder Cut that sent you in a tizzy and made you create the Frankenstein motion picture that is Justice League. What was it? I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Fritz hasn't even watched any Zack Snyder films. The article was so slanted and detached and downright nasty at times that can't think that he even that he even cared at all that's what makes me wonder what took him so long to put the article out what was so special about the article that it took till thursday to release it as crappy as it was he should have just put it out on monday what was what's the difference he told chris wong it was coming out the week of san diego comic-con okay but you waited until like the absolute last day. You waited till Thursday. For what? What'd you wait for Thursday for? What was so special about it? Didn't include your Jay Oliver interview. You, you butchered uh, Chris Wong and Fiona. You interviewed some unnamed executive. You got some quote from this person. Like I said earlier in the program, could be, the, could be the executive janitor, for all we know. It's crazy. But it is what it is at this point. Are we going to get the Snyder Cut this weekend? Or at least get some information regarding the Snyder Cut this weekend? I believe so. I think so. I'm hopeful and optimistic that we are going to get the Snyder Cut, or at least get some information regarding it. And I believe with all of my heart that Zack Snyder will direct another DCEU film in the near future. I hope it's Man of Steel, too. I don't, I, you know, I could care less. If they announce, they could announce that Zack Snyder's directing Birds of Prey for all I care. And I'll be excited. Just that he has another project in the DCEU pipeline. Something that he's gonna be working on that is going to, that it will be happy. Just to make up for, make up for this Justice League debacle. But I think the only thing that can truly make it up is if you release the Snyder Cut. It's just common sense. and it's not just and it's not just me it's a lot of people and frankly you know i think we deserve it wb because we've been supporting you we've been supporting your films we've been def- passionately defending these films for years we love bvs we love man of steel we love wonder woman we love suicide squad even we re- we've been riding it out with you even though you gave us a tainted ver- version of Suicide Squad, as well. When are you going to learn, WB? Just let your directors make their movies. Christ, it's not that difficult. Huh? Not that difficult of a concept. I mean, if anything else, you know, Justice League taught you that a movie by committee wasn't going to make you a billion dollars. I mean who I mean who has the time you know to think about all of that? I mean frankly, a billion dollars if they would have gotten a billion dollars out of Justice League a uh, Justice League could you imagine DCEU fans out there listening right now to the Zod Rider show do you could you have imagined what things would be like if Justice League would have made a billion dollars? Think about that for one moment. If that movie would have been a hit as inferior and as chuck full of garbage as it was, you know what you would have got you know what you'd be getting at Comic Con right now? You would get your you'd get your extended cut of Justice League, but it would be an extended cut of Justice League. And you know, remember the stills of brunch? That brunch scene would be in the movie, for sure. Definitely. Yep. And then Joss Whedon would probably still be attached to Batgirl I have no doubt that if Justice League was a hit That you would have more Justice films in the pipeline And you, we pro- then in that case we probably would never see or hear from Zack Snyder ever again in the DCEU that, I mean that, that's for sure Because the, because the bottom line is that it's all about money, because studios are profit driven. So, there's no way in the world that if Justice League turned out to be a success, that we would even have a chance of getting the Snyder Cut now. So that's, so that's one way of looking at it. For every, for anyone that might be losing a little bit of hope as a result of today's Wall Street Journal puff piece, Thank you again, Ben Fritz, you know, for making the day just a little bit darker than it needed to be. It could always have been worse. That's just the way we got to look at it. And again, that's what I keep saying on Twitter. Zach is still in San Diego. So we've got, so we've got that to look forward to. We will know. We will know Saturday. And I think we're going to be pleased. I think we're going to get a Snyder Cut. Again, my predictions, Snyder Cut, Man of Steel 2. If you don't mind my saying, those are really, really big announcements. Those would be bigger than anything they've already announced. Anything that they've already leaked is is nothing compared to to the response you're gonna get if you get a Snyder cut and you get Man of Steel 2. That'd be, those would be the two biggest announcements WB could do. I, I mean, you know, even, even put down, put down the Snyder cut for a second. Man of Steel 2. You announce Man of Steel 2, you're gonna have everybody crazy. You'll break the internet with Man of Steel 2. Especially if you say Snyder's coming back and directing it. So everything else that's leaked doesn't matter after that. You, 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 your slate is set. Then you, you know you're not even. I, I mean, I honestly think they, if they announce Man of Steel two, they're, it's going to totally dwarf their other films. I mean, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, uh, Shazam, whatever. I mean, you, you're announcing Man of Steel two. That's a crown jewel film. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You know, you, you, I don't think you can get a bigger response than that. I don't know if we'll hear anything about the Batman, Matt Reeves. I don't know. You know, is it just me or you know, is this Matt Reeves Batman seeming like it's not going to happen anyway? I kind of get the feeling that that movie's not going to get made, especially because they announced this movie Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, they're titling a Joker. I don't think we're getting at all Matt Reeves Batman. I think. I think that's going to go the way of the Dodo, for real. I just don't see that happening. You know, it's been too long. And I think part of that problem is that Matt Reeves wanted to do a Nolan-style thing where he just did his own thing. it seems like every director comes in with their own vision for about between three and five films, right? And, you know, that almost never happens. Nolan was able to make three films, but Nolan can do whatever he wants, because everything he touches is considered a hit. So it's not, you know, it's not. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of power over at WB, and we should be happy for Christopher Nolan, because Christopher Nolan is a staunch Zack Snyder supporter. Remember, folks, Christopher Nolan about Zack Snyder into the DCEU. You know, I have my issues with Nolan. I may not have liked every single creative decision he made, but I can tell you this, I respect the hell out of him for protecting Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's vision and giving him the reins on Man of Steel. I think that that I think that that you know, far outweighs any Disagreements I may have had with the way Christopher Nolan handled his films. So, so just to recap. Hall H, Saturday, Zack Snyder, Man of Steel 2, the Snyder Cut. It's either one or the other, or both. But it's not going to just not be nothing. That's the thing. Snyder's in San Diego, look at the evidence I encourage everyone listening to this show Who has sat with me here All 117 of you who have sat with me here all night If you have not joined Vero Social Media To go on Vero Social Media And sign up And follow Zack Snyder Follow Fiona Zhang Follow Chris Wong Swanson And definitely, definitely, definitely make your feelings known to WB on Twitter and Facebook or whatever social media platform you believe in. Make your feelings known that you want WB to hashtag RELEASE THE SNYDER CUT! And with that note, on that note I am going to get ready to leave New Logic Studios here. I've been here for quite a while A lot longer than I normally Am on a uh, uh, Well on any night Actually because I usually only do Two hour shows But I felt that this was A lot more special and it needed Something better And I'm happy to have done it So thank you everyone Who has stayed here tonight And uh Felt it necessary to Listen to me drone on and on About the Snyder Cut And the uh, uh, Wall Street Journal article (laughs) Thank you Thank you Ben Fritz For giving me something to spend my evening Talking about And uh, Make sure All of you listening Right now tune in to my regularly Scheduled Zod Rider show Because next week I'll be doing a retrospective with a very special co-host On the Halloween franchise 40 years of Halloween And this is of course going to be post-Comic-Con So I'm pretty sure that there'll be some Snyder Cut or DC Universe stuff Sprinkled into that show It's going to be impossible not to talk about that though Because that show is going to be next Tuesday And it is going to be the first Zod Rider show Post Comic Con, so that's um, that's some big news. that That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty huge. And I'm almost, I almost feel like maybe I should have scheduled the uh, Halloween episode that I'm doing next week for the following week. Although not the following week, but the week after, because I do have an I have a guest the following week. So I could have saved you know next week just to talk about the fallout from comic con which i think would have been a wonderful uh, a wonderful thing to do but i don't but i don't you know but i don't have any regrets for what i've set up because if anything we can talk about comic con for a little while and who knows i might do another emergency show some other day you know maybe i might even do one if i'm if i'm free at all on saturday because I am going to be following the Hall H stuff, but I do have some uh, previous engagements planned for Saturday. So, but if I am around and I'm able to get myself over to New Logic Studios anytime on Saturday, maybe I will uh, pop in here and do a little bit of a do an emergency Comic Con broadcast, which is a possibility, you know. So, so, I mean, I'm not saying next week will be the, uh, is is the Is the only time you might, you might catch me. You might get me again before then. I don't know. But I appreciate all of you staying with me tonight. It's, it's been so much fun. And, uh, again, WB, release the Snyder Cut! And, everyone, have a wonderful night. Thank you again. You've been listening to the Zod Rider Show on PSN-Radio.
2: I know what they mean I'm walking in the wasteland With a ghost in the machine There's a simulated sunset And starlight in my eyes the skies are filled with miracles And half of them are alive are you real or not, it's a fine night. Are you ready or not, for the light of day Are you real or not, these are strange times And I don't, I don't wanna live this way When you wake up from a nightmare And it's worse when you're awake There's no one you can turn to there's nothing you can take. You better ask yourself, are you real or not? It's a fine night. Are you ready or not? For the light of day. Are you real or not? These are strange times. And I don't wanna look this way.